What you're about to hear is part of the Podgods Network. If you have a problem with anything you hear, please write it in an email and go fuck yourself. Enjoy the show. This is a podcast my dad warns me about. Whatever I do, I am farting the loudest, biggest farts. Exactly. That's what I would do. Exactly. And exactly. I am farting everywhere. <laughs> All right? I'm going to fart on your dinner before you eat it, and then I'll say, damn it, I, it's my freedom to do I it. expect so, you to fluff your wedding dress at your wedding when I come. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your food now, motherfucker. I've never had Haggis. I didn't either, but I've had blood stories. This depends on what time of month you have to uh, <laughs> stick it in there. I get that quite often. <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite often. I get, I get blood sausage occasionally, but I usually like to stay alert from that. Yeah. I don't like the mess. I clean up afterwards. I don't have to have that problem. More laundry. Oh, menopause is a good thing. Well, yeah, uh, yeah no, but... Uh, I really don't want to help the situation by chewing black or clot. You know, it's almost like gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gummy bears. It's like the... Uh, like, uh, I'm just uh, imagining what it would be like. <laughs> it's uh, female caviar is what it really mm-hmm. is. I mean, they're dropping the eggs. So, yummy. Yeah, well, that's not been shown. Oh my yet, god! So. <laughs> just have, wait a minute. I find it so disturbing that you have a yeah. tampon on hand. We did it. Uh, no, that was already. Somebody have a tampon, and I was like, "Here you go." <laughs> no, that's already used, though. That's already been not, put no, in. No, 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 not, not that, like that way. Use different words, <laughs> yeah. you fucker. It's already been put in vodka, vodka it and it was used. never used and put in vodka only once. Yeah, and then it just sat there dry. Yeah. It's not like it's bloody and dirty and all no, gooey no. with fun. No, it- he was going to have the whole fucking crowd right on his ass. Except for me. I was at the bar. But, but, <laughs> mom, but mom, mom pulled me away. She said, that's enough. That's enough. But, hey, I wanted to go back in it some more because I was trying to try to teach this 21-year-old that was a dropout. Hey, he had a dishonorable discharge in the fucking marmy. And he didn't Mark, go out. <laughs> and he didn't have a fucking goddamn clue what was going on. <laughs> Blue 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 blue. It's a Marmee. It's a Marmee. It's a Marmee. I had a, I had a Marmee nightmare. <laughs> uh, ice, you fucking, you're priceless. You get, you get, Seriously. You get so so you excited. Get, you, get, you, get, you, get, you laugh at him. The Dixon Cider Show. Woo! Boop, 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 boop. When was the first time you saw Star Wars? Two weeks into its initial run, my mom came home about a month or two before it came out, and she goes, you're going to love this movie that's coming out. It's about a wolf man in outer space. And I was like, I am going to love that movie. (laughs) Star Wars really changed everything for me. It was the great social lubricant 
of its day. Because of those figures, like, you'd wind up playing with people you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Like, I remember hanging out with John Kovic and Chris Dominguez in, in grammar school, and they were more athletes. I didn't play any sports or anything, but Star Wars was the common bond for us. So even though That Star friendship Wars... was doomed to failure then, though, Why? because, Why? you know, kids will still play football into their teens, and, you know, their late teens. <laughs> Most well... kids stop playing with their action figures. <laughs> Standing on the sidelines. <laughs> Don't tackle him, I've got a new Lando! <laughs> Chasing Greedo, Snooch. And welcome to another episode of Chasing Greedo. I'm Corey, and this week I've got a guest uh, with me. Uh, would you introduce yourself, sir? Hey, I'm Irv uh, from the Dixon Cider Show podcast, part of the Pod Gods Network, podgodsnetwork.com. <laughs> That's right. Um, we've got a, uh, a brother of the pot gods on here. Well, not an actual brother, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you can call me brother. I call everyone else brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, today is, uh, May the 4th be with you. And I figured since this is a, a show that's kind of based off of, uh, Kevin Smith and Star Wars at the same time, uh, we will, uh, I figured I'd try to get some, somebody to come in talk about it a little bit talk about what star wars kind of means to them like what is like when was the, when, when did you first see star i uh, can't talk when did you first see star wars when it came out when it was just star wars not new hope well I, I, i'm gonna answer that but on our podcast we have the most important question that we ask any guest on that show is is it star wars or star trek and my answer would be star wars obviously <laughs> but i was born in 1978 so i was kind of I fell a little after the first original New Hope came out. And uh, I grew up with it all over. My uncle was, uh, one of my uncles is three years older than me. So what ended up happening is he was a big fan. And of course, since my uncle was my idol, Star Wars became a big thing for me. So, I mean, I remember maybe four or five years old, you know, it was the earliest that I ever watched Star Wars. And him and I used to live together quite a bit because my mom had me when she was 17. So... <clears throat> Back in those times, you know, family lived with family, so. But we used to play with all the figures. You know, my uncle was a junkaholic, and he was spoiled fucking rotten with all the toys. Huh. So I got to play with all the toys via him, you know, and the most important toy that we never got was the Millennium Falcon, which I have now. <laughs> kind of make for that stuff. But, I mean, I remember seeing A New Hope, like I said, when I was about four or five years old. And um, when Empire Strikes Back came out, I, that was the first time I seen it in a theater. And... Uh, I was blown away, 100% blown away. I I still love it to this day. I'll probably watch those movies at least three times a year. Yeah, I kind of started rewatching them again, but I started watching the uh, the new ones that the, the not the uh, the ones that they re-released that George Lucas did the editing and stuff for. The original. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the original now, but I I went in like number order rather than year order. Um, oh. so I I sat through the prequels. And then I uh, went through, uh, and like right now I'm on, I'm on New Hope, middle middle of New Hope right now. I decided to take a break and started watch Scott Pilgrim for a little bit, <laughs> um, which is you know that's a, that's another movie that holds up pretty pretty well after like what is that that movie came out 2006 I think I, I believe so yeah yeah so um, when I first saw Star the first uh, Star Wars movies mine was the first I might have gotten probably experience from it when I was much younger but the first one that I can really remember is when they re-released them 
in the theaters and they put like all the new like special effects or whatever um like they extended the uh Mose Eisley scene or whatever mm-hmm. with uh you know the you know like oh this is what it looks like in a little bit and this is blah 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 um also this is uh also where you see like the first time you see Jabba the Hutt yeah, by the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, which if you go back and look at it, I was watching something called Hello Greedo, <laughs> um, which at some point th- that needs to come. They need we need to do a crossover with them, chasing Greedo and Hello Greedo. Yeah. Um, he was t- talking about uh, the difference between the way Jabba looks in that and then the way Jabba looks in um, the like the the remastered version, like the 2004 version of it now. Like the 1997 version and then the remastered uh, version or whatever. 1997 version, he looks like sh- such a Nintendo 64 character. Yeah, he does. You know, it's just like very computer generated, kind of choppy. Like, uh. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of uh, Star Wars fans at that time when, you know, of course, George Lucas puts that new footage in and with the Job of the Hutt. And the thing that I think that got me on it was the fact that the size of him was just not what you would anticipate. And he seemed like three times smaller than he really should be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that was early in the storyline before, you know, return of the Jedi comes into play, but I mean, a hut is always large, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the hardcore star Wars fans really didn't like the fact that he put that in there, even though that might've been something he wanted to put in the originally. Now I don't mind either way because it just adds to the storyline. But, you know, I'm a big Star Wars book reader as well. So I, I enjoy how the storylines go. But um, the job of the hut, as you were saying, the difference between the image and that point from one year to the other, I mean, it is just ridiculous. It, it almost ruins the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, what I, uh, what a lot of people seem to not like about the prequels, though, too. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that they talk uh, like a lot of like the politics or whatever into it, um, but I f- that and Jar Jar Binks is the one thing they always bring up that they hate or whatever, and Jar Jar can be annoying a little bit. But I kind of figured he Jar Jar has to be there in order for them to kind of have the whole Gundam, the whole gang. The, I can't see. I want to say Gangnam style right now because. <laughs> 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 if, they, if they did a video of uh, Gungdin <laughs> uh, creatures dancing to Gangnam style, I'd jo- I'd fucking laugh. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably watch it over and over again <laughs> at some point. And be like, this is so fucked up, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, the Gungdins, yeah. Yeah, um, but like they had to have them there in order for you know the whole distraction thing. I mean, I mean, I feel like Episode One was one of this the, like the side story. Seems like it was just a side story, but it kind of like uh, set up. You know, like the meeting between Amidala and Anakin or whatever, and Anakin becoming, meeting Obi-Wan Kenobi, a younger version of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which he doesn't look like between that movie and the second, and in the, in the episode two, Obi-Wan doesn't look like he's aged much at all. He just looks like he just added hair on top of him in a wig. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. And to get back to kind of the gung, the, uh, the character base with Jar Jar Binks, you know, the uh, the fan base really doesn't like him, and I don't know why. Because if you look at the original three Star Wars, you know R two D two was the the comic. I mean, he was really a comical character, and so was C three PO. 
and pretty much, if you think about, in, in my opinion, C-3PO and Jar Jar are pretty much, to me, the same character. In the first three movies, Jar Jar is the joke. You know, well, actually the first movie, because he doesn't play too much in you know, the Revenge of the Sith and all that. But um, he, uh, <clears throat> he, he's the comic. He, he's the comic relief in the, in the storyline. Everything bad happens to him, something stupid happens to him. And that's what C-3PO has happened to him through all, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and even Return of the Jedi. You know, it, it's like um, C-3PO and R2-D2 are like the Laurel and Hardy of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of go back and forth at each other, and there's jokes going back and forth, and you really don't get too much comedy from any other character, except for maybe Han and Chewie. You know, because Chewie, you know, you got to interpret what Han's or Chewie says by what Han's reactions are. Oh yeah. And speaking of, did you see that uh, late night show with? Um, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel, the one with uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. beginning of it, I I remember that. If Don't go, ask any questions about Star Wars, and everybody does. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, basically, uh, what Irv is talking about is uh, Harrison Ford does uh, a guest, you know, a guest thing or whatever on Jimmy Kimmel at one point, and he was at the beginning. I was like, he at the beginning of it, he was talking on his phone, I guess, with his agent. I want to say, um, saying that they want to do Air Force One Two, which is probably one of the <laughs> lamest jokes. <laughs> that you've seen anybody kind of do or whatever. It's like, okay, throw that in there. But then yeah. you see Chewbacca come in and he's like, what are you doing here? Like they have like the, some kind of past, dark past or whatever after the movies. But what's funny is, is that they leave it open to like, they never know what his like wife did to him, like did to Chewbacca. And I guess it would be pr- pretty much his, uh, whoever he was with before. What's her face? Uh, Clissa Flockhart, I want to say that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, one of the funniest lines in that is when he's like, "She, she's still spitting up hairballs. I can't, I, uh, or whatever. <laughs> he's like, get out, get out. Yeah. He's like that. And he's like, Dan, Daniel Craig is my Wookiee now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest lines I've ever heard Harrison Ford uh, uh, say. You know, it's actually in Anchorman too now. Yeah, I heard that he's got a spot in Anchorman too. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I, I'm one of those that just doesn't really look into like the up and coming movies coming out. I wait till they come out. I, because I don't, I don't like getting deterred by all the bogus jargon out there, which is one of the reasons why I'm not looking up all the new stuff coming out with Star Wars. Oh yeah. I'm, I don't want to read up on seven, eight, and nine because I've, I've read the Thrawn trilogy books, and if that's what they're going to go with, I know what they're going to do or try to do, and I'm happy about it. You know, it, it's. I think, you know, Disney buying LucasArts and dropping the video games and trying to recreate Star Wars and make a market for it. I mean, if anybody can do it, I think Disney can. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess J.J. Abrams is in on the directing. Yeah, yeah, but I've heard he doesn't... I've heard he wants to do the 8th and ninth movie and not the 7th movie or whatever. Um, I I would like to see the guy who directed uh, Empire Strikes Back do a little bit of directing yeah that would be nice you know because i know he didn't he like it wasn't it like was it written by him too or was it written by like lucas and then directed by him i believe it was co-written with lucas and spielberg if i'm not mistaken or no it was produced by george lucas and um it was directed uh fuck, i can't six would know the name he's so he's so good at doing all that i, I can never remember names of directors and uh 
you know, writers and all that stuff. He puts that stuff together really good. But I'm going to look it up real quick here. Yeah. Um, but like I went back and watched those other movies or whatever, the, the prequels. And I mean, I can see why some people were like, okay, yeah, it's a little, but I mean, George Lucas, everybody was begging, had been begging the guy. Oh, do the, do the prequels, do the prequel ones, do the prequels or whatever. And then when they finally got it, they're all just like, turn on him. He's like, I did what you wanted for God's sakes. You know? I mean, he just, he just wanted to. On top of that, tell another Star Wars story. Yeah, well, and he's trying to prequel, you know, the the whole like how Vader became Vader, and you know, I, I really enjoyed the whole storyline. I mean, there's some things that could have been in there that should have been in there that weren't, and you know whatnot. But um, I, I I'm not one to really pass judgment on anyone. I couldn't fucking do it, and he did it. So <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where let the guy do what he does and enjoy it for what it's worth and what it is. Um. Not to skip Scubbidgeek, but it was 1980. Um, Irvin Kirshner, he's yeah. a director. And it was produced by Gary Kurtz, written by Leah Brackett and Lawrence Cassidy, with George Lucas writing the film's story and serving as executive producer. So yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool if we can get Irvin to do it again. But it looks like he, he is. Yeah, he died November 27, 2010. Really? So he can't direct it. <laughs> well, he, he could do, he could direct. Uh, he could probably come back and redirect it if you know they finally have that zombie apocalypse thing happening. <laughs> Him and George Romero. <laughs> um, that was actually one of the cooler things. Like, there's a lot of fan art out there, and one of the one of the uh, best fan art I've seen before is like there's a bunch of them. I've seen a zombies uh, vers- a zombie uh, like stormtroopers taking <laughs> over like uh, I guess an imperial ship or something like that. Um, I think there's there's one where Batman is in on Hoth or whatever, and he jumps out of a snow and just like takes da- takes down a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And then there's Darth Vader versus the aliens from Alien. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's part of a video game, isn't it? Oh, uh, I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know, but, but that would be I awesome. There, I thought there was like a Mortal Kombat type video game that had the Star Wars. A few of the Star Wars forced on these characters in it. Oh yeah, well it's Soul Calibur. I think it was Soul Calibur Four. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. Yeah, one of them had like Yoda, and the other one had like that, and had like uh, Darth Vader or whatever. I think they came as like special characters or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, I've got a couple bobbleheads that are actually zombie Star Wars characters. I got a Yoda and a stormtrooper, and um, oh, what else is there? There's one more I thought. I don't know. I didn't get the Wookiee one. But, yeah, I mean, I I think it's unique how the, uh, artists can do that kind of stuff. I was looking online a while back because I like to collect the statues. Mm-hmm. And um, right now my main focus is collecting all the Unleashed Star Wars uh, statues, you know, a little, like, eight and a half, nine and a half inch tall um, Unleashed characters. And I was looking online and I, I saw a couple half busts of Stormtrooper zombies and I almost shit myself. Oh, Yeah. Um, have you, have you played that game before the, uh, Star Wars Unleashed yet or read the book? Um, I started, I've got the, uh, Star Wars Unleashed for PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing it and, um, I believe I'm about three quarters way through it, but I haven't touched it in a while, uh, due to podcast stuff and being busy. But, um, I think, I think it's a great game. I, I just can't believe Disney's dropping the video game part of it all. They're not, they're getting rid of all of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the the company that does all the video games for LucasArts, 
um, I can't remember what it's called, but they Disney dropped it. They fired everybody and got rid of it all. Yeah, which had to suck too, because they took away their they did they took away their animation department too. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because Star Wars they had at the Star Wars TV show that was on Cartoon Network, um, and the next thing you know, it's like oh, we're we're canceling the show. And I think they did something that I really hate when what TV shows normally do sometimes too, is just cancel a show without ending it. Mm-hmm. You know. But, well. <clears throat> Usually the best ones that end that way. <laughs> I mean, you look at like Serenity and you know, Dead Like Me, you know, TV shows that I liked. They're, they're just, they never last. For mm-hmm. some reason, they're really, really good shows. It's just called LucasArts, by the way. LucasArts. Yeah, the headline that I read was Disney drops a Death Star-sized bomb on LucasArts. So they basically got rid of LucasArts, which is basically the video game basic um, uh, production company. That's crazy. A lot of people got to be pissed too. At the same time, they're probably like if you're in the middle of working in a game, working on a game, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be the greatest," and the next thing you know, Disney drops the bomb on you. You've got to be seriously be like, "Fuck Disney right now, man." <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people getting really pissy about Disney, and especially Star Wars people that you know they're monopolizing the market. You know, they're starting to take over the comic book era, and now they're starting to take over Star Wars and sci-fi. You know, they got the kids' market already. You know, and it's... Breaking news, everybody. Apparently a plane. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was <laughs> on the Death Star. Um, you know, and I, I think it, it sucks that Disney's going to do this kind of stuff too, something like that, but they must have some type of market idea or process that they're dealing with this. You know, because it was saying in the article that Disney still has LucasArts, but they're not going to be doing any video games. That's going to be missed because I wanted, I wanted there to be an Unleashed Three. Uh, yep. I, I finished the first, I finished that first one on Xbox. Like I have an Xbox, mm-hmm. I finished it, and it's actually pretty good. You actually get to fight Darth Vader and the Emperor at the at two or whatever too. And it, 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 it like I don't want to give away the ending, but it's still, it's, it's. it's it's surprising a bit, you know. Um, have you uh, actually have you uh, ever uh, seen any of the fan edits that people have done of Star Wars? Like, there's like literally people who went back and edited like recut films of like the like different like stuff like Star Wars, Scott Pilgrim, Star Trek, and stuff like that. Um, I went on a website earlier tonight looking for some fan edit stuff to watch. Um, which are, it's, it's really hard to find like any kind of fan edit stuff nowadays too. You literally have to go searching up and down on the internet for it. Most of a video. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, uh, like, I, it's like one of those things you got to just download or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like they tell you about it and then like, they don't, they don't really mention where you can go get it though, you know, but you have to burn it onto like a DVD unless you have something to like a, like Izzo, like a Izzo kind of thing or whatever to watch it on. Maybe Vimo. It looks like there's a lot of them on Vimo right now. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, there's a there's a Smallville one that I watched a couple months back that's on there, which is it, they set it up like a uh, like Superman, the first Superman movie. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So like you get dark, you get like the Jonathan Kent, you know, dying and and then. You know, it, it's pretty good. But, like, I, I'm looking at some of these titles now. 
There is Star Wars uh, Phantom Edit Redux. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Return of the Sith, which is ep- it's, this is episode one two. Uh, Star Wars Ven- uh, Vengeance in the Force. Star Wars uh, Attack of the Federation. Balance of the Force. Child of the Force. Rise of the Sith. And these are all just episode ones, by the way. Shadow yeah. of the Sith. This is uh, Phantom Edit. Phantom Hour. Now, is this like? Are they taking like? The actual video footage and editing it to be something completely different. Yeah, they're editing it completely different. They're taking deleted scenes and adding them in there, or taking some scenes out to make it shorter. Uh, I, there's cuts in there where they're trying to edit out uh, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> cool figure. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, that's somebody to actually sit down and try to edit them out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that take that has to take a long time to do too. Yeah, like I said, you got to be a real fan and really have no life just to sit down and, and cut something like that. I mean, really, why why fuck with it? <laughs> but I mean, maybe I'm being too real. You know, I don't know. Uh, I've no. never really watched any fan edit stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a really big book fan. I like to read a lot of the books because I, I really appreciate on how all the writers will actually put. You know, if something happens in one book or two books throughout the whole history or storyline. None of the books ever like negate anything. They all kind of coexist in one big storyline or timeline of that universe. And I mean, it's just amazing and phenomenal to sit and read some of those storylines. Yeah, there's you know, there's a lot in those books too that that happen in the books that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they actually did that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've barely read any of the books. But and I, but I've always heard like the different stuff, or I've always went on Wikipedia to be like, oh, I wonder, you know, do the 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 quick way of the books. Yeah. Like, of course, uh, they uh, Han Solo and uh, Leia have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, three of them. Um, two of them are twins, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Luke is starting to start back up the uh, the uh, Jedi. Uh, Jedi temple. temple. Yeah, Jedi temple uh, or whatever. Um, uh, freaking Chewbacca gets killed saving one of the kids at some yep. point, which is. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. No, go on. <laughs> what you gonna say? No, no, and and that's the benefit of those books as well because they keep the story going and keep the 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 universe rolling, you know, and spinning through space with everybody's mind. I mean, you you talk about like I mean even Boba Fett. I mean everybody, you know, he falls in the Sarlacc pit and he's gonna die and digest for you know a thousand years. But a lot of people don't realize that Boba Fett actually gets out like after 13 or 17 years. He actually gets out of the Sarlacc pit. And um, like the Emperor, too. The Emperor doesn't die when he gets thrown down the shaft at the end of Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He basically transports his soul from from the body he was in into another individual um, on the Death Star and then gets out of... Um, uh, gets out of the Death Star and survives, and then eventually turns Luke to the dark side later on in the storyline. And I believe Luke goes dark twice before he actually comes back and you know is on the on the light side or a Jedi, or a true Jedi or Jedi Master. But I mean, there's just so much to the storylines; it just keeps it going and going. And people just don't realize, you know, they, they look at the movies and they think that's what it is. And, uh, yeah. You, know, you go and watch the cartoons and all the old. I mean, I remember the cartoons back in the early 80s mid 80s you know the ewok cartoons and all that stuff too i mean there's it's such a large universe almost i would say it's almost larger than star trek yeah 
Um, I know another thing that happens in the books, like, I mean, uh, Jason, I want to say Solo, am I getting that right? Or uh, J-A-C... Yeah, Jason. 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 Yeah, he's the one that goes dark, though. Like, he he, he starts having visions. Like, I read a book where it was Boba Fett came back. Well, Boba Fett was there or whatever, and I think it was his kind of storyline there a bit. But, like, Jason had... Is is literally having visions of Darth Vader's past, which kind of like turns not turns him, but I think at this point he's already on a dark side, but he's secretly working like against um like Luke and all them. And I want to yeah. say Luke's wife, um, there's a name Mara Jade. Am I right? Yeah, Mara Jade. Yeah, she ends up getting killed. Yeah, she ends up dying. Yeah, and that's I believe something they said they might work into the um. Uh, into the new to the new movie storylines, okay. Luke's wife. You know, if, if Harrison Ford gets into it, obviously, you know, Carrie Fisher doesn't look anything like she used to, and you know, all those drugs she did in her life, I guess, really fucked it up for her. But you know, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with those characters and how they're going to really play it out. But if they go with the Thrawn trilogy, I mean, that's a very good storyline. There's nothing better than you know. Uh, a white suit wearing with red eyes. I mean, that, that that's going to be a pretty good looking character. Yeah. If they, if they can actually pull it off. Um, how did you feel when they brought like? Have you? I know Cartoon Network in between episode two and three, they did a Star Wars miniseries before like the actual three D cartoon. Yeah. Came out, and then you got introduced <laughs> to General Grievous, or whatever. Um, yeah. I was- uh, it's like a pre-Clone Wars type stuff. Yeah, yeah. How did you kind of like have did you have you watched in did you watch any of that or take a glimpse of any of that? Um, I paid attention to a little bit of it. Uh, I knew that it was a build-up for the new cartoons that were coming out. Um, because the Clone Wars is a big thing. A lot of people want to know about the Clone Wars because that lasted for so long in that universe that there's so many stories there, especially. When you look at the the storyline or the books for the uh, Young Jedi series, which is a lot more of Anakin going through what he went through with Obi Wan and his training, and I, I believe the cartoons are just trying to, to to tie it all together. But I really, you know, I I didn't watch too much of it. Uh, a lot of it be, is because because of you know my life was going through. I was getting married and having kids and doing all that good stuff, and I was just busy, busy, busy. But I um. I enjoyed them. I mean, I enjoy anything Star Wars when it comes to cartoon, animated, on it, you know, real live action. It's, um, it's all very uh, appealing to me when it comes to that type of stuff. I never paid attention to the the pros and cons of it, though. I never really cared. It's one of those things that, you know, like me, I don't worry about that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, not many people know this. Um, like oh, people who've probably seen the movies but not really get deep into it, uh, know that. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was a Star Wars Christmas special. Ah, yes, I have that on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to my fellow friend, Movie Mark. <laughs> uh, when I, 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 I didn't know about it until I actually I started watching uh, Riff Tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, they riff, they did a riff of a Star Wars holiday special, and I watched it. And it's to the point where it looks like they got it from somebody's, uh, like who somebody who watched it one year and just taped, taped it or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
so they not only start riffing on like the 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 show itself, but they start riffing on the commercials that come in during it or whatever. So they're riffing on like a Ford factory commercial yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the Chewbacca, or not the Chewbacca's, but the Wookiees in that. <laughs> yeah, his family, his family. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, okay, maybe we'll, okay, we'll get this. But we, we for about, I want to say about 15, maybe to 20 minutes, we get them just talking and Wookiee talk. We don't understand a word they're saying. We kind of get what they're saying. <laughs> Only because of their mannerisms and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right, though, and the imagery sucks. I mean, it, it looks like somebody pulled it out of a box and said, hey, let's make this into something. I mean, it just... I, I believe uh, John Williams still did most of the music to that, too. I feel music. like most of the music on there was just recycled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was set to the sound, the music of John Williams' Star Wars theme. So it was kind of recycled, but I think it was edited. Yeah. Um, the TV special came out in 1978. Um, it basically, you know, had, uh, you know, the normal, you know, people on there, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, um, Anthony Daniels. I guess that was the introduction to Boba Fett too, it says. Oh yeah, it was. Because you don't get introduced to him until, uh, the cartoon had a cartoon special, which was, I guess back then you'd be like, oh my God, Star Wars cartoon, they got this new guy who's really badass or whatever. Oh, the characters in the older version. Of the, of the cartoons, uh, they didn't look good at all. No, not at all. <laughs> they look like somebody's really bad acid trip. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> um, and then, like, they had cameos from, like, the guys, the people that were in Star Wars. Um, and, like, uh, they had, like, and I, I guess this would be a cameo, but it's just, like, stock footage they used of Darth Vader, but, like, of mm-hmm. him walking through a hallway and... James Earl Jones just talking over it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is very shittily put together. Shittily, I don't even think that's a fucking word, but it, it's put together really crappy. Mm-hmm. And it's like tried to do something real quick with it to, to make the demand and maybe make some money on it. But, I mean, even the music on it. and I, Don't they do some singing in it, too, if I'm not mistaken? Um. Yeah, they have... What was it? Um, they had a, a singer in there, too. Like, they had the... the, the what was it called? Um, I'm trying to think of what it's not Christmas, but I remember. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> I just remember B. Arthur being in there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. B. Arthur. Yeah, later B. Arthur, who plays a bartender in Mos Eisley Cantina, sings "Good Night," but not "Goodbye" to the same set of aliens that were seen in the cantina. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for my ringtone for six is this is the cantina song. <laughs> Um, I got, it was called Life Day. And the whole plot line to the whole, whole thing was Chewie and Han Solo are trying to get home to Chewie's family so they can celebrate Life Day. <laughs> they should have shot them all because they all didn't look like a freaking Wookiee. <laughs> no, not at all. The, the grandpa looked really, grandpa in that one, the grandpa Wookiee in that one looks very creepy. And on that point, he has this thing where he's watching this woman sing, I forgot her. I forgot who she was. Um, I feel like I would say Tina Turner, but I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was Tina Turner. I think it was some disco queen. Yeah, it was probably. 
And he just has this like really perverted look on his face half the time in it. <laughs> that or he's trying to beat the little the little the little Wookiee that's in it. He's telling him like ah get out of here. Yeah. Just a grumpy old grandpa. Well the <laughs> the the mom uh, Wookiee is just like she's being momish or whatever. But you don't expect a like a woman Wookiee to act like that at all. Not really. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I think you're talking about um, uh, Diane Carroll. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you know they had a uh, they had a uh, Harvey Corman in there too. Yeah, Harvey Corman was in it. Yep. But he played like three different uh, three different people in there. I want to say. Yeah, so yeah, it's about three different skits that he does in the cantina. So I mean, yeah, that, it, it was a flop, a complete flop, especially back in 1978. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you can put that down and actually watch. I, I believe some of it is on. It's in two, two or three parts on YouTube. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised now if somebody uploaded a full version of it now, since you can do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, thanks to Movie Mark and uh, one of the guests that comes on our show quite a bit. He does movie reviews on YouTube. He he gave us the the DVD of it, the full DVD of it for our holiday show, which was actually a lot of fun and. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to watch. If you can get through it, you're a trooper. Let's put it that way. Not a storm, maybe a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that I had the whole riff tracks guys to kind of keep me there to kind of keep me laughing. Because at some point I'd be like, you know what? Fuck this movie, <laughs> really. Just fuck it. I'm. I mean, I love Star Wars, but I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. If it's not life is like that. Um, I know down here. During Dragon Con, I went to go sit in one of the uh, Dragon Con meetings because I was going to volunteer. But I, I, last minute, you know, they kind of everything that I wanted to do was filled up, and I didn't want to like carry like stuff in and out because of the uh, of the con because I didn't want to. As as much as I I, I want to go to Dragon Con down here, it's now I don't want to be tired and be like you know what I'm not going to have a good time because I am tired from carrying all this stuff. <laughs> um, cause it's literally like, you gotta work your, like you gotta carry stuff in and out on that first day. And then the last day you gotta carry stuff in and out or whatever, or just out of there, you know, and it's just like heavy stuff. You got to set up everything. Oh, is there, are you talking like having a booth? Yeah, no, it's just like, you gotta help like set up like stuff, like a stage area or whatever places where people can go shop and all that. Just like the booths and stuff, all everything. Um, anyway, um, I remember them, they're having like a Star Wars, uh, track thing where it's basically they get together and celebrate Star Wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one, but they, they were like, ah, oh, we're all full here. But it didn't make sense to me for them to kind of be there if like they're full. They should have a, just should have had like a list of like stuff that's filled up, that's filled up for people. So people can like volunteer want who want to volunteer for it be like dang okay let me look at something else they didn't have a list that's the only thing that kind of pissed me off about that that and the whole like podcasting thing a guy came up there was like oh yeah we're full but I want to get this video of you guys and I'm like okay so there's a video out there of me just dis- disappointed waving <laughs> at Dragon Con yeah um. <laughs> Now, now you, you, I, I live in Wisconsin, and we don't have like comic cons and stuff like that. You got to travel down to Chicago or go out to New York or L.A. for that kind of shit. You got a lot of that stuff down there by you. 
Um, yeah, we got like uh like anim like Japanese animation cons or like we got anime uh, AWA, um anime weekend Atlanta, which I worked one of those um, and that was probably the I probably had an okay time. I had an okay time there, not the best time because I had to work. Mm-hmm. I did video rooms. I did I did anime video room, a live action video room where you're watching like Japanese and Korean dubs of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked the hentai room. Now I don't know if you know what hentai is. I believe that's porn, isn't it? Yes, it's Japanese <laughs> animated porn. <laughs> and for like the the two hours that I was standing there checking IDs, every time you would peek your head in, you'd see some girl with a tentacle up her vagina or something like that, or some somebody just a lot of fucking in it. And I've never seen so many people in one room watching just so many other people, like animated cartoons fucking, you know? It was really the weirdest thing out there. And it's weird now because it's weirder now because like stuff like Star Wars and other like American cartoons now are being made into like adult material now too. Well, yeah, it's a very big uh, uh, industry. I'm looking it up right now, Star Wars porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> well, we don't have to go that way if you don't want to. I just you brought it up uh, up the idea, and now I'm looking for pictures and shit just to see what it's all about. Yeah, there is a Star Wars parody porn that I think Vivid did. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like it's like one of those. This is not Star Wars type movies. Yeah, kind of. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know, and there's there's one that uh, there's a company called Private or something. That yeah. did like a Star Wars kind of thing. Wars. It's called Porn Wars. Yeah, kind of like Smith when they did uh, that parody and uh, um, Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was funny as hell. I wish that actually would have went through, but you know, of course, the building burns down and they got to go do something else. But oh I'm yeah, two yeah. favorite things right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah the it's Star Wars Triple X a porn parody. Um, it's got, of course, they got uh, they got. Uh, I mean, I don't. I doubt anybody knows. It's directed by this guy named Axel Braun. Um, <clears throat> and I, it's kind of like if you if you take the porn out of it, it's kind of like a funny parody of it because uh, there's a part where this guy time Tom Bryan who plays Obi Wan Kenobi in it. Mm-hmm. He talks. He's talking. They're doing that scene where Luke and and Obi Wan have their first meeting or whatever, and they're talking in uh, in Obi Wan's house or whatever. Obi Wan's talking about, well, I once knew a man. I uh, <laughs> cut him, cut his limbs off, limb to limb. I'm pretty sure he's pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a picture right now, a job of the hut with a hard on smoking his hookah. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. Oh, so there God. is there is triple X Henai porn Star Wars out there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, um, that's I'm I'm not surprised, and I mean, like a lot of these characters, like I watched the movie. What was weird about it is like they they didn't they didn't like the whole Luke, Leia, and Han Solo thing when you first watch it. You don't think okay. <laughs> yeah, they're sister and brother. Well, you don't think that at the, in the first one. You don't. They're like they're like okay, they're, they're whatever, and they end up having a threesome at the end of end of it after the uh, whole medal ceremony. Uh, 
Oh, that's fucking hilarious. If they decide to go the extra mile and do Empire and Return of the Jedi, they have to face that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, but I have my brother's child. <laughs> <laughs> that's why our connection in the Force is so strong. I know, right? <laughs> uh, now we're getting into my kind of show. Anyway, all right. <laughs> well, that's the whole also, point. So, I mean, Star Wars has gone from being, you know, a child... Um, you know, like a fantasy, child fantasy becoming adult sexual fantasies as well. Yeah. It's hard to believe that something can, I mean, even Jar Jar's getting sex, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Oh, God. But. Ladies must love Jar Jar and his tongue. <laughs> may, the, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> yeah, if you're getting, on top of that, too, tomorrow's comic book day, too, or I guess today's comic book day. Oh, really? Yeah, which is like free comic book day where you go to like, like a free com- a comic book shop, and maybe they'll do like like sell like cheap comic books, but also give out free comic books too or whatever. Is this I'm, like a universal thing? It's like all over. It's like all over. I like to say, um, okay. like I know there's a place down here called Criminal Records that has a comic book section, and they do uh, comic book day. They do. I missed it two years in a row because I've had to work, and luckily I've got this weekend off. So tomorrow, my plan is to go see Iron Man three. Oh, wow. In the morning and then head out and get some comic books pretty much. Because I haven't got a comic book. I haven't bought really any kind of comic book since the Avengers came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know somebody else is doing the same thing. They're taking their kids out to see Iron Man 3 and then they're going to go hit up the comic books. Get free comic books. I'm heading to Waukesha. I got a birthday party. So maybe there will be a comic book store on the way there. I might stop. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I went to it. My, my little brother's birthday was uh, it's after 12 now, so it was yesterday. Oh, there, there you go. So we didn't really, like, they they went out of town, though, too. So I just decided to stay back. How many, because, how many siblings do you have? I have two. I have, well, okay. I have two that live with me. The rest are kind of like my biological father, my biological father's side. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I don't know how many I have there at all at that point, but, okay, <laughs> but I have a little brother and sister from my stepfather and my, and my mother. Okay. Um, one is 12 and one is now eight. Oh, wow. So his birthday was yesterday. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I'm missing out is cake, 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 cake. <laughs> now are they Star Wars fans? Uh, my, my little brother uh, is starting to become a Star Wars fan a little bit, but he's starting to get more into like Power Rangers now, and mm-hmm. and uh, like he put down Thomas the Tank Engine and picked up the Power Ranger stuff and the Pokemon and yeah. Beyblades or whatever, whatever heck is a Beyblade that is, which I, I looked at, I looked at the toy and it's like this is just a top, yeah, it's, it's like a. Like- top yeah it's just a really fancy top where you can just like like it's like pogs you remember pogs yeah it's like what it just seems something like that to me a little bit it it is it's it's got interchangeable parts you know and you you can put different tips on that are different bodies or different tops you know um on it my my kids have a couple of them as well uh they they, they like them i mean they get you know beat the shit out of each other with with that instead of their fists anything's good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, they they kind of well, they'll watch the cartoons and stuff every now and then, and uh, that have the Beyblades in it, and and they'll they'll act like the characters in there, and they'll say the you know the fighting words and all that stuff, and uh, it, it, it's a it's a simple toy, which entertains them for hours, which is fun. You know, it's better than looking at a video game all day, you know, especially when they're eight and or nine and seven. So 
Yeah. Speaking of toys, I remember when I uh when I was much younger and the episode one first came out, and in between episode one and two, they came out with these toys where it's like, oh, this person, it kind of some of the toys they were just kind of spoil, kind of spoiler ish a little bit, because like if you didn't know who the who the Dark Sidious was, Darth Sidious was, yeah, you know, of course everybody knows it was the uh, the Chancellor. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, everybody, uh, like, if you didn't know, I mean, you, this toy would find out. You'd, you'd get the toy of Palpatine, and it would just be him, but then you pull the little flap down that was on the box, and it showed Dark Sidious. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and so you'd be like, okay. Uh, and then you see, like, Anakin, you got a little Anakin Skywalker toy. You pull that flap down, uh, you get uh, Darth Vader. Or something like that. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi turns into old Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or stuff like that, you know? But there's a shitload of shitload of uh, Star Wars toys out there. I want to say at some point there's a Transformers Star Wars toy. Yeah, there are. I mean, there are now. I mean, I don't remember them being around when I was younger. You know, I've, I've, been, doing a lo- I've been doing a search here for vintage Star Wars toys, which are, you know, basically this, the toys that came out when the original movies came out. Not all this new cheap shit that's made now yeah i mean there's so many nice toys that i mean back then you know like the ewok village you know the adats the atsts the, the rancor you know all the different types of x-wings and y-wings and b-wing and the millennium falcon uh, the slave one i mean there's so many cool toys you know i've got one of the original um i think it's a 12 inch dolls of luke skywalker on my shelf behind me here and if you can see him, I'll turn the camera for you. But he's right up here. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> yeah, those no. for those who can't see, it's right on his. Looks like a shrine of Star Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bunch of stuff. There's kids yeah. and Star Wars and Mon Chichis and Gizmo and Goonies and I mean, there's tons of shit. Wouldn't that be kind of awesome if Kiss did a crossover with the Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, it would be. But I think Kiss fans would be pissed and beat the shit out of a star wars fan <laughs> it'd be an interesting war to watch <laughs> yeah although a lot of us are, are are you know a lot of us star wars fans are kiss fans yeah i remember my own i mean even models i mean there's so much stuff out there and the vintage models i mean i used to do a couple of those i remember doing a, a vintage model of uh, uh yoda's hut on um on uh uh, what planet was that he was on? Dago on the Dagobah system. The Dagobah system, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's just tons of stuff that uh, I, I love. The toys, the vintage toys, I love. I mean, they're, they're amazing. I, I don't buy them though because it's just there's so much that can go into. I, I could pretty much lose my wife, my kids, my house, go to debt. It'd be my new crack, kind of like DVDs and music are. But yeah, well, <laughs> I, I just so much stuff. Yeah, I just found a vintage toy for nine fifty. Um, it's part of the, it's from Return of the Jedi. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Neenan Nubin or something. The guy that flies with the. Uh, yeah, he's got the 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 ripples in his face. Yeah, he he looks like a really just like mushroom head kind of guy, and yeah, if anything, yeah. he looks like a penis to me. His head looks like a penis. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of characters in this in this Star Wars world. I think have uh, body parts that are phallic. <laughs> yeah, um, so there's a ton of shit out there, and it, you know, I I don't know if do you have a favorite character on all the Star Wars universe? I would say Lando, but then everybody would be like, "Oh, he picked him because he's the black guy." Well, you know what? 
I did pick Lando. That, I mean, I, of course, I, I liked Lando because he was kind of like the the black Han Solo a bit, but he had like other stuff that he kind of got entangled with. Um, but of course, I like I like him. I like Darth Vader. I like Han Solo. Um, I I did like I did uh, like the uh, Sam Jackson's character too, and oh, it, wow. even though he wasn't really too much in you know anyway and it, it, did you hear that sam jackson actually wants to come back for the star wars yeah i'm trying to figure out how would how would they do that if he's dead he'd have to be a completely different character yeah. <laughs> he'd have to play something different which i mean he's done before you know there's nothing nothing wrong with doing it but i mean he'd have to, he'd have to be a completely different character maybe even made up as you know some some form of alien you know it, it's uh, you say Lando Calrissian, which is really cool because you, know, you get a, a sense, you know, when you watch um, Empire Strikes Back that you know Han Solo and Lando have a very uh, um, a, a history with each other, you know, and like you said, he won the Millennium Falcon in a gambling, you know, in a, in a gambling bet, but you know they they have a in the storybooks they really have a, a real good history, a long history, and and Lando's actually a you know. I shouldn't really say this, you know, but he's like a Barack Obama. I mean, he 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 is. He was in charge of a a, a planet, and he had his own businesses, and you know, some of it was uh, mining, and then he went off and he did uh, you know a lot of gambling, and you know, there's it, a ton of stories, and you get a lot of Lando in the Han Solo trilogies. You hear about a lot of him, and you kind of you actually get to find out how um, Han Solo wins off the millennium falcon from the gamble and um and then also how he loses all of the uh all of the spice and that's why uh uh job of the hut goes after him <clears throat> oh yeah where a new hope starts is where the han solo trilogy storybooks end because at the end of the storyline you actually he tells chewie that he has a possible way to get the money back um, he's got to give some idiots a ride to another planet. It should be a real simple, real simple job. So it's really cool how they tie all that stuff together. You know, my favorite character is Chewbacca. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, you know, like they, everybody goes for Han or Boba Fett. You know, you know the tough ones. But I, I like Chewbacca. You know, he's he's. I don't know what it is about him, but he, he he's really old. You know, he, he's smart as a motherfucker. But he's the last at, at the moment when you when you meet him in A New Hope, he's supposedly the last Wookiee around. You got to kind of what kind of question whatever happened to that other Wookiee that that helped Yoda escape with you know with Chewbacca too, you know? Because mm-hmm. I I don't think they tell you the name of it, and it's not very memorable or whatever. But no. you kind of got to wonder, okay, at what point did he get caught? Did he get killed? Did he get, you know, what, like whatever happened to him or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a shitload of uh, Star Wars games out there over the years um, that have been surfacing around. The one that I kind of started off with was Shadow of the Empire, which was also a book, too. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that character, I'm trying to remember what that character's name was. Um, or Shadow of the Empire. Yeah. Uh, shit. See, I'm so bad with names. When I start talking, so am I. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Name Podcast, where we don't remember <laughs> shit. We sound like bubbling idiots. Um, 
I hold on one second. Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Um, thank God for Wikipedia. Dash render. Ah, uh, okay. I just remember him being like, "Okay, this is not Han Solo, but he's kind of Han Solo-ish." Yeah. And he also yeah. has a Millennium Falcon, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, of course, they had, uh, you know, they had, see, I'm trying to go through. They have a shitload of them. They had the X-Wing series, uh, Rebel Assault, Jedi Knights, Road Squadron, which is, uh, I think I played that one. Racers is the only uh, Star Wars game where you actually get to race, like, pod race. That's when the whole pod racing thing became yeah, really big. That. Yeah, I remember that. It wasn't that on the uh, 64 64 i think it was on dreamcast when it that was out too um Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure the only thing it wasn't on is playstation um galactic battlegrounds is actually pretty fun because um that and uh battlefront is actually pretty fun because battlefront yeah that was more of a gamecube yeah that was more that was gamecube and ps2 yeah um and that was i think it was on xbox at some point too um, but that was more of like, okay, strategy game. You got to go this way and shoot it. You got to shoot them and capture this or take this person out or whatever. More in the, in the aspect of a, a trooper. Yeah. And, and that's the first one. The second one, every once in a while you get to be a, uh, like a Jedi Knight or, or mm-hmm. Darth Vader or something like that. So those are pretty fun. But the one I, I, the ones that I enjoyed the most are the Forced Unleashed games. Okay. Um, How'd you- them so much because it's like okay i get to be this killer jedi and plus the graphics are better i get to play this killer jedi of the dark side or whatever who's kind of like having conflicting moments or whatever of himself mm-hmm. so um that, that 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 and then on top of that year darth vader's apprentice secret apprentice mm-hmm. which you know i don't know if you know much about the sith uh storyline and and what the rules are of being a sith I know a little bit. I know that there can only be two of them. Yeah, there's only one teacher and one apprentice, or one master and one apprentice at a time. Which is very lonely as when you think about it, because like got all these Jedi's, and then you got like two guys facing all these Jedi's basically. And you got to be like, eh, that's probably why they're pissed off because <laughs> because they're so lonely together. Yeah. No. Well, well. <laughs> A lot of it is control. I mean, being a Sith, when they they talk about being on the dark side, a lot of it is because they want um, they want control. Yeah. They want to be in control of everything, and you can't be in control if there's you're always fighting somebody that's going to be at the same, you know, the same level as you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when you're a Sith Lord, and it, it started out, there used to be more than one Sith. You know, there used to be a lot of them. And I believe Darth Bane, the original Sith, um, he's the one that started the idea of only having one. And then when you start watching like a, um, the, a new, not a new hope, but the, uh, the first, the, the first Star Wars, the number one, um, you get the idea that, you know, uh, Senator, or, or sorry, I'm sorry, the Emperor, uh, I always, I always want to talk about Senator Palpatine. You know, but, well, he uh, was a senator at first, and then yeah, he, in Episode One, he was a senator. Then, well, he's still a, a Sith Lord, and he, what he was doing was playing chess with the government. Yeah, he was trying to basically conquer the universe. 
And you come to find out that obviously has Darth Maul as his apprentice, and the Jedi's don't like that. But the the thing is though is that Darth Sidious would actually have more than one apprentice. He had one main apprentice that was on his side, but he was also teaching Darth, uh, Count Dooku. Um, I'm sorry, that's Darth Sidious. <laughs> Count Anyway, is Darth Sidious. Anyway, he, uh, he was teaching him on the side, and what happened is Count Dooku started teaching General Grievous the ways of, of the Sith. And that's why this, um, Palpatine wanted Dooku dead. So he played along with the aspect of being captured by Grievous, getting uh, rescued by um, Obi Wan and and Anakin. Anakin, yeah, yeah. And you find and, out you find out more about that, like the backstory of that in Episode Three, the book. Yes, of yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, and and all that portrays in the idea though of the of the lore of the Sith, which is basically you can only have one, and when um, the Emperor. You know, come to find out that, you know, General Grievous is <clears throat> learning the ways of the Sith. That's why he wants to take them all out. And a lot of that was was a push, but it was also a chest push to try a push, <laughs> a chest push to try to conquer the universe. And the clone army was I don't believe was his own, his idea. But once he found out about it, I believe he killed the Jedi that was involved and then he kept it going. Yeah. Because I mean, those stormtroopers you presume you are you you think now are clones, all clones, even though they don't all sound the same now. Yeah, well, um, they uh, <laughs> that was a weird thing about the, the the Clone Wars, which you know you know they're all a clone army and they're just rebuilt and rebuilt. But then when you get later on in the storylines, you know that the stormtroopers aren't cloned. You know, they they seem to have their own personality. You really don't get to see the the replication. You know. Mm-hmm. Like you in the beginning, so I I've never really delved into the stormtrooper storyline. No, that's something I think I'm gonna have to look into. Yeah, <laughs> now that uh, we're talking about it, it's because it's <coughs> something interesting. Yeah, I think there is a couple stormtrooper books. I want to say like books that kind of focus on them a I bit. Do it. Um, if there is, I know there's that Order sixty six book. That they have out, but I'm not sure if that's a straight stormtrooper book or like in the point of view of stormtroopers while you know they're killing the Jedi's off or whatever. Yeah, I think it was in the point of view of the what happened when they when they were ordered sixty six. Yeah, um, in the cartoon, the Clone Wars cartoon that came out after the Clone Wars movie that they did, they did a cartoon movie for Clone Wars, uh, yep. uh, which was very crappy. Like it? I there was, yeah, there was two of them actually. Was there? Yeah, I have I have both of them. Um, I saw one of them, the one where it's like you got to rescue Jabba the Hutt's son, or something like that. Um, and you, they get introduced into uh, this uh, a, a new character into it or whatever. Uh, Anakin Skywalker gets an apprentice. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. They uh they have a uh, a thing where it's what was it they they have like a thing where they kind of you kind of explore like some episodes you explore different uh st- stormtroopers the clones or whatever and you know some of them are kind of big or whatever but I mean at the end of this whole thing they could at least like before they shut down the whole thing they could at least end it Star Wars TV show 
going into the clone, going into those that final days of the Clone Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I didn't really enjoy the the Clone Wars cartoons. I like I said, I have them. Um, the newer ones that they they were doing, which I believe they canceled, right? Yeah, they, they they canceled. Yeah, those those have a, a storyline, you know, with Anakin having the um, what's her name as his his uh, apprentice. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of that is too is trying to build the character of Anakin in general and in, in his path to Darth Vader. It always seems like no matter what you're doing, you know, it, it shows the path of an individual going to the dark side, and most of it's always Anakin, especially when you're looking at those earlier cartoons, even the newer ones that are all Blu-ray off. I can't remember was it on Cartoon Network? Yeah, Cartoon Network. Both of them actually were on Cartoon Network. Um, the that the it was weird like i've never watched the show really i've watched one or two episodes of the new one but it's weird when i saw the commercial i was like oh we're bringing darth maul back and i'm like didn't he get cut in half at some point yeah <laughs> yeah he does but i mean that he, he's a different he's a part of a race and um with that race though you know you've got darth maul and his father and and um there's a lot of those around. I can't remember the name of the race. I'm looking it up right now. It's a Dathomirian. A Dathomirian hmm. Zabrak, Dark Lord of the Sith, who lived during the uh, waning years of the Galactic Republic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a Dathomiri or something like that, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, D-A-T-H-O-M-I-R-I. Anyway, that, yeah, that's a whole culture. And I know that they brought. I'm not sure if they did bring him back though. They bring. They brought uh, Death Darth Maul back. Keep saying <laughs> Death, uh, uh, because that's how I, when I was younger. That's how I'd be calling it Death Maul, Th- Death Vader. <laughs> Death Vader. <laughs> well, he did do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere he went, it seemed to follow him. Uh, maybe that's why he wore black, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that was too. I think a lot of people didn't like was the ending um, of. Uh, Revenge of the Sith when um, Darth Vader was created and he stood up and he went, no. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, they use that same no <laughs> yeah, and in Return ed- of the Jedi. And the Blu-ray edited version? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that was ridiculous. No. Uh, we're kind of circling right back to what we started off with, which is, you know, the bullshit between <clears throat> the original releases and any, any of the things that George Lucas went back and redid. It, uh, <laughs> it really kind of did ruin it. If you really think about it, <laughs> there's just like there's just, okay. I can understand going back, maybe touching it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but they didn't need to add the that that one thing. Probably put a crawl in my little space or whatever, and just like yeah, that 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 doesn't need to happen. And it's not even James Earl Jones doing it. No, and it's not. <laughs> it's just some. That's, it, that's the thing, though. Is uh, uh, what's his name that played uh, Anakin in the movies? Um, uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he. Uh, he actually begged George Lucas to be in the outfit. So at the end, when you see Darth Vader gets created and they put the mask on, and the the guy that stands up and does all that, that's actually Hayden Christensen. Oh, God. So, I mean, he's like, you know, I, I played this character this whole time, and it would be an honor if he could play, you know, he, he wanted to be in the suit. So I guess they, they went with his wishes and put him in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder at what point, though, like if they decided to do another cut, would they just put his face features into like you know when at the Return of Jedi you see finally see Darth Vader without his helmet? Yeah. 
or whatever. It's, yeah, standing by the Ewok village there. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Oh, with uh, talk- beforehand, before as the as the new Death Star is starting to fall apart and blow mm-hmm. up a little bit. Yeah, when he's trying to get him on the Imperial shuttle. Yeah, that'd be kind. Of, I mean, I'd be I'd be maybe a little bit okay if they put a little bit of features in there. But I mean, that's about it. But the, the another person that kind of got screwed out of that is the guy who did the original voice for Boba Fett. Because, yeah. like, now for years, for, for from now on, he'll never have that credit as being the original voice, like, being a voice of Boba Fett anymore. Because mm-hmm. they they replaced him, his voice with the guy who played Jango Fett. Yeah. So now, you know, like, Boba Fett is a clone, and, you know, he's got to have the same voice. You really don't hear him very much in the, in the movie, though. I mean, you only really hear him, I think, right before he enters the slave one. With Han Solo and Carbonite. Mm-hmm. And I think you hear when Han Solo gets frozen in Carbonite. I think those are the only two places. Hey, there's so many questions, man. <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to figure it all out here. Have but, you, ha, I know you've said you were kind of avoiding like any of the Star Wars plot lines, but have you seen any of the like the fan posters that people have put up so far? Of the new stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, this is good, could be Star Wars or whatever. Um, no. I really haven't looked at any of that type of stuff. I mean, is it more like creation of or I it's mean, like it's like some, it's like it's like they're really good posters. It's like someone just put them like put them together. Um, and like I'm, there's one where it's uh, there's a, a, a unknown figure in a Jedi robe standing there looking up at the Millennium Falcon. And under under it says episode seven in theaters 2015. And the guy's holding a lights, a red lightsaber, a red uh lightsaber or whatever and it says the tagline says fear is the path to the dark side i see one with um every end is a new beginning yeah that thing seven i I think that has vader on it and then there's one that someone put together since it's under disney it's like of all the star wars guys and then it's like marvel in there too (laughs) since they're part of disney now and so it's like you see Thanos, you see Iron Man, you see Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that'd be kind of awesome. I mean, the artwork that people come up with, with for some of this stuff is just fucking amazing. Yeah, and then it's they like, get yeah, and then they like sub, some of them have subtitles under it, like Dawn of the Republic, <laughs> like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Legacy of the Empire. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope that a lot of the original characters come back. I hope Mark Hamill's in. I hope Harrison Ford's in. And I, I hope they, they can do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And it, then... It yeah. does really entice me to see that. I want to see that. But, I mean, it, I know Chewbacca may not come back. Well, but, I mean, they they would... I guess. I mean, they, they could have a movie without him. But I feel like Chewbacca... Will, Kind of needs to be there just for a little bit, and then they should kill him off or some sort at some point. It depends upon how the storyline really goes. Yeah, I don't remember seeing too much of him in the Thrawn trilogy or reading. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, reading about him in the Thrawn trilogy. But I, you know, it's almost what ten, eight, ten years since I read the book. So yeah, um, Liam, uh, they have uh, another one called Legacy of the Shadows, and it plays off people who I guess they would want to see in it. Um. Okay. Let's see if I can blow this up just a little bit so I can read some of these words. <laughs> uh, Liam Hemsworth as Ben Skywalker. 
Okay. Uh, Ellen Page as Jaina Solo. Uh, Carl Urban as Darth Carright? Carright? K-R-A-Y-T. Yeah, it might be Carright. Yeah. Ian McKellen as as Sherad Heat Heat or something. And then of course Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Or whatever. So some of these are pretty some of these are like okay. And then under it says it goes through the list of all the uh the Sith Lords that we've seen so far. It starts mm-hmm. off with Maul, Ty uh, Tyrannus, Vader, mm-hmm. Sidious, and then, you know, K Rod or Kyrae or Kyrate yeah. or something. Darth Darth Ty- Darth Tyrannus, I believe, is Cone Dooku. Yes. And then Darth Sidious is the Emperor. Yeah. Or I he's mean the, he's the Yeah, he's character. the Emperor. Yeah, he's the Emperor Palpatine. Well, he's the Emperor, he's Senator Palpatine, and he's also Darth Sidious. Yeah. He's a he's a guy who doesn't really doesn't really know how to 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 bury the lead, as I said. No, exactly. And and then the nice thing too though is he played the original um Emperor in the original movies. And yeah. He was able to reprise the role when the first when uh, Storyline One, Two, and Three came out. I was like, oh yeah, we don't have to put all the makeup on you this time. You're really old. <laughs> he got the wrinkles. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, <laughs> you'll never take me. Unlimited power. No, I like to do that. There's sometimes there's some points in my life that I just like randomly in my head will just look at something and be like, unlimited power. Just letting in that voice. In yeah. my head or whatever. I don't know if I don't know if a lot of other people do that. Like there's some like when I'm criticizing a movie or something like that, like in my head, it'll be somebody else's voice just like randomly saying it or whatever. Like that's what he would say. That's what his character would say. <laughs> or whatever. Well, I just wish I could have lightning bolts come out of my fingertips. Oh god. Then... Yeah. But then you gotta be careful when you masturbate too, because if you accidentally set it off <laughs> it singe my pubic hair. Yeah. Shave, I forget. Sorry. <laughs> it's like I got the electric shave. So if if you were in the universe, would you be a Jedi or a Sith? I don't know if I want to get in through all that. I'd be a guy that's just like oh, I just want to stay in. <laughs> Galactic War, no. Uh, how about you give me some of that Jedi weed and <laughs> let me let me smoke this, and we will see what happens. Um. <laughs> he's like is that a lightsaber no no it's a light it's a it's a saber bong saber, watch well, that's a great fucking idea i so, bet you somebody came up with that i saber. bet you so yeah that's that's true that's I'm, they probably did no lightsaber bong lightsaber. i gotta see if there's one of those out there <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm gonna go see star wars but first i need to prepare why well, yes there is a lightsaber bong and pipe That'd be kind of. I know ThinkGeek has a bunch of those. Uh, ThinkGeek.com, who should sponsor the 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 Chasing Greedo podcast. <laughs> wink, wink. Has a yeah, bunch yeah. of that stuff, <laughs> and also they should sponsor the Dick and Schneider show. <laughs> yeah, Dick and Schneider show. Yes, definitely. Check that out and sponsor it. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about sponsorships. I mean, but that's something that I've been looking into in the in the possibilities. I mean, there's. Anything can go on with that when it comes to that. You know, we've been talking with the network. I'm trying to get everybody on board with uh, being under one umbrella on Stitcher Radio as well. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how you got how you're gonna do all that though. Like, would we have to get rid of our Stitcher feeds or whatever or something? Or how would that no. how would that go? Because I know with iTunes, 
It's like if you have more than one podcast and you want to put it on the same thing, you need to delete that feed and then put it something. There's like a whole complication thing yeah. or whatever. Because, I mean, I know it's, like Smodcast does so it. good for everybody. Yeah. Um, we would need is the email that you log in with on the Stitcher portal. But <clears throat> on the portal account, like if you go to your portal mm-hmm. and you want your stats, you know how it has like you know, a podcast and then you can go into that and look into it? Yeah. <clears throat> what would happen is the one portal would have – Everyone would have the same password to get to their portal. So it'd be like the it would be like the Mediafire account that ever that we all have. To a point, yeah. yeah. Everybody has the same email or login and password. And what would happen in, in Stitcher then would would be you go to the portal, you log in with the login and password. Everybody would have the same one. And then once you're in, you'll see a list of all the podcasts. And then you just basically click on the podcast and you can see your, your statistics. Yeah. There's no real difference on the listening aspect. You're still going to have your own private, you know, link, and it should all be the same. It's just they're going to list them all under one portal, so that way we can gather them together as one network. And it actually may help out because if we bring people back, you know, how like you can sign up for Institcher, you can sign up to try to make money by um, using a specific link. Yeah, and you gotta it's the uh, the sign up link where it's like you get this many people to sign up, you get a dollar or something towards uh, how many ever people signed up there or whatever. And uh, I mean, I've I've done it for a while too or whatever. But at this point, I'm like, eh, I I mean, I kind of more want to focus on a show now and see if I can get other sponsors. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's there's a possibility though too that with the, with the one link that everyone would use, you gain more just because you have multiple people from multiple podcasts or listeners from each podcast still all signing in with the same link. Yeah. So, they, I mean, you're, you know, if you get five people from one podcast and then you multiply that times 40 or 30 that we have on the network, you know, that, that adds up real quick. I mean, now you got 150 people signing in for that under the pod gods network. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just little quirks I'm working out right now. I'm still talking to them and I'm still trying to get a few other people on board. You know, I think the only kicker on it is when you enter the portal, then everybody can see your statistics, but your statistics are only Stitcher related, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? and I, I mean, I'm not all about statistics or whatever. I mean, I kind of just, I kind of be like, okay, this is how many listeners I have, whatever. I mean, I'm, I mean, I have an audience. At least I got that. Yeah, know? exactly. And I'm not really too worried about statistics either. I mean, as I said, it, it doesn't show your full statistic anyway. It's only Stitcher Radio. So yeah. some of your listeners might listen on Stitcher. Some more might listen more on iTunes. They may might listen more by going to your direct RSS feed or your website. I mean, there's a multiple to like for us. There's multiple ways to listen to the show. Doesn't you can go to Podgods Network, you go to DixonSiderShow.com. You know, you can go to Buzzsprout and iTunes, Stitcher Radio, BlackBerry app. I mean, there's a ton of ways to listen to the show. It just you know, Stitcher just helps. It's just one more way to get out there. Yeah, and like you like now like someone suggested that I should start putting some of those episodes on YouTube, too. Um, but, like, my thing with YouTube, like, I started putting them up there, but my thing is, is, like, I like to, I like the whole Skype thing, because that way I don't have to deal with the whole delay, and I don't have to be on webcam if I want to be in my pajamas or something like that, or whatever. I don't have to get dressed to be on a cam or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, like, I started putting some, I started so far putting, I put two of the newer episodes up of the Evil Ted up on uh up on youtube um my guest for those one was uh, this cosplayer named alexa kari okay um cosplayer photographer model you know and you know she's she's actually pretty cool pretty good 
uh, what she does. Um, pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> um, and then there was Misty Dawn. And a lot of people, I, I don't know if you know who Misty Dawn is. Um, I, let me, I'll look into it, and I might. I, I'm one of those kind of face kind of guys. Yeah. I can... Uh... I'll remember your face more than I'll remember your name. <laughs> yeah, it's M-I-S-T-I, Dawn. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, and she does a, uh, right now she's, you know, she she does the Bagged and Boarded podcast with uh, Matt Cohen. Oh, really? Cool, that's cool. On the Smodcast Network, and she also has her own YouTube channel. She does these vlogs and stuff on, um, she's a partner and director slash director uh, at Machinima. And she she also did the voice voice for this chick Nina, and a show called Sanity Not Included, which is on Machinima, but only in season three. And now she's playing Ty Barrett in uh, the new Rise of the Triad game that's coming out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and then of course you know a lot of most people would know her from uh, you know being an adult star. Yeah, yeah, porn, you know, pornographic films, yeah. Yeah. I can, see, I can see why you like her. She's a redhead. Oh, yeah, I've got a thing for redheads. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody hasn't read my Twitter feed, I have a thing for redheads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you got a Gigi then, don't you? Well, you know. Oh, she, she's, she's married, though, so I can't do anything about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, I... Well, I, I guess, I'll, Star Wars, huh? <laughs> no, what I actually I was talking, I, I actually suggested to uh, Miss Gigi that we should do a a Star, uh, not Star Wars, a, a Doctor Who special podcast. Um, that for your Ch- Greedo show? No, for the you know it would be like a crossover, just like a regular podcast or something. I don't know if it would be for on Evil Ted or something. Yeah. But since well, it's I've like never f- really watched Doctor Who, and they keep telling me to watch it, but I, I have to get through the X Files first. I gotta get. I've got three more episodes or seasons of X Files to get through before I get to that. So yeah, well, you gotta learn if the truth is out there first. Then you gotta go back in time and see what the truth is like. Exactly. See, you're you're thinking just like I do. <laughs> you know, I still have to get. I have to get through. I haven't watched. The, I haven't got to the X Files yet on my list, but. Like right now, the only shows that I'm pretty much into watching, of course, is The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, comic book men. Uh, I'm trying to think. Arrow and Supernatural. That's the last show that the last show that I literally just watched through and through though was like Adventure Time. Oh yeah, my kids are into the Adventure Time stuff. Yeah, it's I've very really, it's very kid friendly, yeah. but yet adult at the same time. And, and there's a I mean almost every cartoon off a of Cartoon Network is like that. You know, I mean it, it's got the. The, the kid friendly stuff but it's got adult content like humor like you have to be an adult to get some of the inside jokes that are there yeah you know not like family guy which is all adult jokes you know but for some reason kids like it too i don't know why oh it's good segue good segue right there <laughs> no family guy star wars yeah yes uh well there have been other specials um of course the two main ones that most people have recently probably be fresh in people's memories are the star wars uh, robot chicken episodes yeah. and the uh, family guy episodes uh that they did have you seen any of those i have i i own uh the family guy on um blu-ray mm-hmm. and i have not seen the robot chicken one but i i did see the simpson one too my i bought that for my son because my my nine-year-old son is a, is a star wars aholic 
I mean, he, every time we go into the store, it's I need a Star Wars Lego, you know. <clears throat> so well. He's got Star Wars. He's got vintage 1978 A New Hope Star Wars, or no, Hoth Star Wars curtains. <laughs> wow. And bed sheets, too. <laughs> Just make sure Carrie Fisher from that time is not on any of those curtains. <laughs> They're all over him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Kevin Smith made a joke, I think, about uh, learning about uh, Carrie Fisher doing, uh, I think it was Kevin Smith or Ralph Garman on Hollywood Babylon. Very good uh, show. Yeah, very good show. Uh, talking about Star Wars, and they talked about Carrie Fisher being, you know, uh, doing all that coke or whatever. And that, like, when uh, John Belushi tells you that you're doing way too many drugs yeah, or whatever, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, like, you just gotta, he's, Ralph said he likes to picture Carrie Fisher on Hoth with just, like, a bunch of coke on, mixed into the snow or something like that. And so she's just <laughs> laying there in it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Carrie Fisher on a planet Hoth full of coke. Oh, a planet made of coke. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for a bindle then, I guess. <laughs> oh God, it'd be it'd be kind of messed up because you would not only see Carrie Fisher there, you'd see Antonio, not Antonio Banderas, but you see John Travolta from uh, and Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction there. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm trying to think who was enough. You see Scarface there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I think that those are the only pulls I can pull off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Tweaking out on coke, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, of course, the early years. Yeah, yeah. the 80s. Um, <laughs> Not Iron Man years. <laughs> oh, no. He, he made a really good big comeback with the Iron Man, big time. Oh, yeah. I heard Iron Man 3 is really good. I, I have yet to watch it. I haven't gone to see it. You're going to go see it this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm going to. I want to go. Do, I want to do a review of it, but I already know Thomas is going out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like, on our show, we haven't, like, I've done more interviews on there than we've done reviews, so I feel like we need to kind of balance it back out. Yeah, yeah, get back to your grits. <laughs> yeah, and then on this show, we've been kind of having a hard time keeping schedules with everybody, because everybody's mm-hmm. been, like, uh, two of the guys, Chris, Chris, and, um, Christopher Downey, and, uh, Brett, uh, Murray, who are both part of the For the Love of Smod productions. You know, they uh done, like, like Chris did the uh, Babylon Begins movie, uh, web series that happened, yeah. um, which, you know, there's some stuff happening there, new stuff happening there, by the way, um, that I can't tell too much. That's okay. Or, or he'll <laughs> kill me. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you got... Uh, you got uh, Get Greedo, which is the spin kind of, the, this is not the spinoff of that, but it's the, we're the spinoff of that, pretty much. Um, this podcast started out as a podcast to kind of inform people about Get Greedo, but then turned into something else. And it was originally just hosted by me and uh, Chris until we got uh, Brett in on it. And then our uh, webcam model, Victoria Ray. Oh wow! Yeah, um, she uh, she actually started out on the Evil Teddy Bear podcast, and she's a big she's a Star Wars fan too. Um, which That's a I, lot of women that are. I know, and it's surprising. It's surprising. Like you don't think that there are too many girls out there. When you think Star Wars, you think okay, guys mostly, you yeah. know. But you like you'd be surprised how many girls out there are really like into the nerd stuff and all that. You know, the geekdom. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've never, I've never met a girl that, that's nerdy like that. Well, not around here, anyway. But I mean, all of them around here, are like you know, 
hairstylists and they care about their nails more than they care about anything else. Yeah. So it, it's you, you, if you ever see one, you know, if I ever see one, I'm sure my fucking mouth will hit the ground and they'll start drooling. <laughs> um, we've had a we had a few. I think I showed you guys a picture. It was a what was that? That one big podcast uh, you guys did back uh, around. I think you guys went down to visit. I forgot what it was. It was that one time I was on you guys' show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were down in GarageCast, down in yes. Indiana. GarageCast guys, Jake and Brian. And I showed we you was... guys. I showed you guys that picture of my friend Ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's oh. a redhead, right? No. No, no. She was. She was just a the girl with a lot of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a joke. Ginger, get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um. But she's, she's, I think she's a Star she's, I want to say she's a Star Wars fan. I, I mean, she, she's, uh, she's very kind of nerdy about stuff like that. But she's also, like, she's one of those, like, chicks that's very down cool or whatever. You know, I actually, she came into town a couple, uh, about a couple weeks back with her husband. And me and her husband and this other guy ended up talking Star Wars for about a good hour, just screaming Star Wars at this club that we were at. So we were screaming over their music or whatever, like this is uh, like this is my hoth and blah 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 or whatever. Yeah. So well, it's always good to have a great conversation. You know, <laughs> I mean, a, a good conversation is always fun. Yeah, and we we wouldn't be doing this if yeah we, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know, our basis of our our podcast is is just a, a conversation. We don't do anything special. We just have conversations with people, you know, and wherever it leads, it leads. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like here, and we kind of got off Star Wars a little bit, but yeah, it's all good. Well, we'll make our way back there some point. Um, <laughs> no, well, you had mentioned um, if I had what was the question you asked me just a minute ago? Something about Star Wars, but. <laughs> losing my mind um i got i got one i know i I recently recently as a probably a couple months back star trek star trek and doctor who did a crossover comic book or whatever um if you could see probably any comic book character do a crossover with star wars who would you want to see there me personally since i've seen those batman pictures of him i would want to see batman get thrown into the star wars universe Oh, wow. That's that's a tough question. Because, I mean, if you're looking for... Oh, boy. Huh. That's really tough. You got me stumped. <laughs> I mean, there's other pictures out there where, like, Batman taking on, uh, you know, Darth Vader. And they, yeah. like, Batman... It looks like Batman just got a... Uh, took somebody's uh, uh, lightsaber or whatever randomly and just you know, they're fighting or whatever, which, you know, Batman is a guy who can use what's around him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the, the MacGyver. I would like to say he's the MacGyver of the DC universe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm trying to think of a good character base or something that would be a good storyline that would actually fit in with it. You know, not everybody I can see here online, everybody's going with like Batman or Doctor Who. Um, well, or... mostly because they got those, uh, Mostly because they got those, uh, like, Doctor Who, like, they got Doctor Who, like, the 11th Doctor crossover. Yeah. For, uh, for uh, And there's a picture, there's an awesome picture that I found, and it's in my background on my computer right now, of uh, <laughs> the Doctor with his sonic screwdriver protecting two innocent, you know, 
Star Wars aliens against Darth Vader and he he literally took his uh sonic screwdriver and deactivated uh Darth Vader's uh lightsaber. <laughs> oh that's funny. <laughs> that's real funny. Yeah, yeah. I would um I think I would cross over uh Serenity. Oh yeah, that'd be kind that would be pretty awesome. Cuz I mean it's kind of it's kind of like the set the same yeah, it's, it's very similar. Yeah, it seems like Serenity though would be like the. Earth. I know Star Wars is like in the galaxy far, far away, a long time ago or whatever. But it seems yeah. like Serenity would kind of be like the early years of that. Yeah, it, it seemed. Yeah, before like the technology got as far as it really could. But yeah, I could see those characters, or, or you know, like even the um, um, the Western aspect of it. Oh and yeah. That I liked about Serenity is the Western and and then the sci-fi mix. You know, and <laughs> I'm just a Harry Potter. I mean, I'm looking at online, looking at Star Wars crossovers, and I'm trying to find something that's actually worthwhile. Harry Potter meets Darth Vader. No, Harry Potter meets <laughs> meets yeah, uh, wizards and Jedi's. <laughs> yes, the ultimate battle. You think Voldemort yeah. was the was the tip of the iceberg? Well, you ain't. <laughs> I wonder if Ron and Han will uh, swap wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! In Leia. <laughs> that's another thing that's another thing you can kind of like if you listen to smodcast they talk about harry potter a lot yeah. on there yeah. and that's Forget another thing yeah forgeticus that that's another <laughs> thing you can be like oh i would rather see this version of the movie rather than <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I honestly i think i mean if i were gonna go with something realistic i would go with serenity but i mean uh, if I were to go on the, like the far end of it, where it was just something two different, completely different worlds, uh, boy, I really, I, I don't know if I want to mix over animation. Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, it's it's you can mix over animation. I mean, Star Wars got some animation in it too, so. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I really like the Lego Star Wars stuff that they came out with. I thought that was very ingenious with what they did and starting with star wars and doing that stuff yeah i watched both of those movies on uh online on youtube mm -hmm. that they have and it's like you meet little han solo in one of them which is pretty cool he stoles away uh, with among these like little jedis that are on a tour of the like the they're like uh, some building or whatever and it's pretty cool and they end up getting lost into like a spaceship and him and like han solo little han solo and yoda have to spend time together and work together to make their way back to some other place or whatever. It, it was pretty funny. Yeah, like, like the mini stuff, too. I mean, you remember the Ewok cartoons and stuff like that? Yeah, vaguely, because I remember those being on the shelves at, like, Blockbuster. Because one yeah. of them was, like, all about droids, and one of them is about Ewoks. And that, and it had the, the Ewok movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, well, the original um, live-action Ewok movie, there was two of them. Mm. And one of them was based off of um, a family that crashed on, an, on on a planet. And then the younger kids, the boy and girl, had to find their parents or find something. And they meet up with the Ewoks. And then they also fight it with uh, these other ugly-looking fucking things on there. I can't remember what it was. And there was a witch. I think Alien. I would go with Star Wars and Alien. Mm. Oh, I'd yeah, that'd be awesome. Like the extermination of aliens and Jedi's and Siths. <laughs> it that'd be that'd be a, a very expensive. Like Predator. if they did that as a movie, that'd be very expensive too. Oh yeah, it would. Well, Predator too. You know, like they they did the crossover with Predator and Alien. Yeah, but those were kind of already set, and it's like with Predator when Predator Two came out, that's what kind of set it. 
mm-hmm. a little bit because you saw the head of the alien in there as a trophy. Yeah. And then, like, they did the same thing with, uh, what was it, Jason Goes to Hell, when Freddy's hand comes out the ground. Yeah. And takes the mask. Yep, yep. So um, that I, I would I could I could go through a bunch of them. I could probably see Judge Dredd in Star Wars. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and it'd probably be like Judge Dredd gets uh, either it'd be like Judge Dredd versus Boba Fett. I feel like, or <laughs> which would be kind of cool to see. So it'd be like a bounty hunter type storyline. Yeah, and like they're both like it's it's like Judge like Boba Fett's got to get this like maybe. Bounty, maybe some guy or whatever, random guy, but Judge Dredd um, is out for, like, he's seen all the crimes that Boba Fett has done, so he's out to get Boba Fett or whatever, too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, they're going to have something that throws them together where they both have to work together or some short like that, shit, shit like that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds interesting. I'd watch it. I definitely would watch any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Why, why am I not writing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you better start a web series. It'd be my it'd be my pitch to Disney right now. <laughs> I I I always thought it'd be really interesting to actually go through, you know, if somebody could in the Star Wars universe to really go through and, and take another character and really show that lifestyle. You know, like Boba Fett would be really interesting to see, you know, the Carillion armor and all that stuff being brought into the storyline and, and their stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh also um the bounty hunter stories, I and mean, those would be awesome. You go with IG88 and and it, all the bounty hunters and what they do, and actually how that works. I mean, that would be a really cool, like spinoff of the Star Wars universe that I would, I, I think, would be great movies. You know, short movies, but or I don't know, I don't know if you call them short movies, but just you know something to give you an idea of what all those bounty hunters are, because you see a, a ton of them in. Um, is it Return? It's Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Strikes Back, yeah. Yeah, and it's just you get intrigued real quick. Like, well, okay, where the fuck did all these guys come from? <laughs> you know, and and there, there's a book out there. There's a couple books like stories from the cantina and and stories of bounty hunter stories and stuff like that. But it'd be really interesting to get into the bounty hunter stories. Yeah, I've that'd always, be kind of cool. If I were to be a character in the Star Wars universe, it would be bounty hunters. Yeah, I would see. That's the other thing. Like Jedi and Sith, like they're always always seem to die and and like i couldn't like even if i'm like and one thing i kind of i kind of i kind of noticed between episode two and obi-wan and episode two and obi-wan and uh new hope is the fact that you can't go to a bar with with obi-wan without him chopping off somebody's hand (laughs) it's like the jedi gets like a bad repertoire you know yeah, it's like uh, God, Obi Wan. I mean, okay, we we get it. You did a couple shots, but do you always have to chop everybody's hand off? <laughs> well, it's better than cutting their heads off, I guess. Yeah, this is the wound, and they can still live. <laughs> there's a skit where they show there's a skit on Robot Chicken where they show uh, the uh, the guy with the bamboo face in the on in the cantina or whatever who doesn't who the pig face guy says to Luke oh, he doesn't like you or whatever. Mm-hmm. That guy, they show how he used to be like uh, some kind of designer, designing buildings or whatever, and then he went out to uh, to 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 get a uh, let's say a happy hour midday beer or something like that. Oh, so With, he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, and so the whole time <laughs> they yeah guy. yeah the pig face guy is talking to talking to Luke 
saying it's like it's like he doesn't like you. He's like, oh well, and the the guy who doesn't who can't really talk, pig uh, butt face guy. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's sitting there going like, no, no, I didn't say that. And so this the the pig face guy is trying to pick a fight with Luke, and of course. Obi-Wan comes out of nowhere and chops off that guy's hand. And so the guy ends up losing his job because he's because of it, because he lost his drawing hand. Oh, so he can't be an architect anymore because he cut off his drawing hand. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what's another good one. There's a, episode uh, three of the robot chicken one has kind of focuses on the life of Palpatine and how he became the Dark Emperor in the beginning of it, it's kind of set up. I, I want to say, I don't know where it's from. I don't know where it's from, but it's familiar. It's kind of set up of him telling, like, they start off with the story of him falling down, and it's just freeze frame. He's like, if I knew this, if I knew I would die this way, I would have done things a lot differently or whatever. And then they go back into his back of his life, or, you know, flashbacking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see him as a young guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, or whatever." And this is my mentor. And then you see like a picture, uh, uh, an image of his mentor in the future after he learns that Palpatine's taken over, and he's just hung himself, or he's getting ready to kill himself until he decides to order pizza or some shit like that, or whatever. I don't know. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty good. That and there's a one where Boba Fett comes out of the Sir like, like, "Oh, you thought I died?" Oh, oh. starts taking everybody out and stuff. <laughs> At some point, he makes out with somebody. Boba Fett and those specials are pretty like he's pretty cocky, but he's pretty awesome. Like he's way more cooler than like any of those other guys. Serious <laughs> character, you know, yeah. and you kind of get a feel for him, obviously in the in the first movie when you or. Is it the first one? Oh, it's well, the he, yeah, in the, in the original cuts, it's the second one. He's for his first appearance is. Yeah, is his second one. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the first, not the original, but the the latter three. Oh, uh, uh, the uh, prequel movies. Uh, you see him in the second one. Yeah, but he's like but, a little kid. Yeah, yeah, and he's introduced in that, and you kind of get a feel for him and how his dad dies. You know, he gets his head cut off, and and he's got to see that, and that's where his vengeance comes from, and I think that's why he doesn't take a side as well. Yeah, and he'll never be able to have his revenge because Mace, because Anakin Skywalker kills Mace Windu, guys. <laughs> so, oh. Darth Vader, if anything, he should be pissed at Darth Vader more and take his revenge out on him for killing Mace Windu. That way, he's kind of getting revenge on Mace Windu killing his father. Yeah. Well, which, yeah, you can never get revenge on it. Not at all. No. But he does, t- I think, you know, in the in the whole storyline and the base of what he does in, in his life or in his career, he just takes what he can get from what he can get it from. He never takes a side on anything. You know, he's a loner. He's reclusive. You know, nobody knows where he lives. You can never find him. You know, he finds people when he's needed. You know, he's kind of one of those mysterious types. Mm. That's why a lot of people go with him as well. You know, he's just a very tough character in the whole world of uh, the, the Star Wars universe. So. Mm. I know there's a lot of people, you know, that I know that the, the Boba Fett's their favorite character. You know. I'm surprised <clears> they pretty... didn't do a game about him, a, a Boba Fett game at all, because yeah, that would have been kind of fun. Yeah, that would have been really cool. You know, I mean, uh, you get to play him as a character in the Lego Star Wars. Yeah, you get to play him, and they had a uh, a Legos battle, uh, uh, like. Kind of like, like, I don't know if you remember the games Twisted Metal 
or whatever when those games came out. Like, they had a game like that for Star Wars where you get to play him and his, like, I guess he has the the jetpack or whatever, so he's going around shooting people, but everybody else is in a car. Yeah. So um, it it, it was kind of something like a little bit like that or whatever. Um, but it, it, it was okay. I mean, at some point, like if you get thrown into the, like the Sarlacc pit or whatever, you, you don't take damage, but you get like thrown out as like on the other side or you get like spit out or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Star Wars has given us a lot and, and we, we could keep talking about it for hours and hours, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be like, oh, God, okay, I'm going to have to save this for another time. Yeah, how much more can we say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, there's more and more Star Wars. It's happening every day. There's cons that are happening about it. There's Star Wars convention that happens in Florida. You know? Um, I mean, what else could we all say about Star Wars except it'll be around for a very long time? I feel like it'll be one of those things that'll be around like James Bond is still around, like the Doctor is still around. Well, exactly. You know, and, and you, when you look at life in general, yeah, me being me and my show, <laughs> if you look at life in general, most people will say nothing lasts forever. Yeah. There's nothing that so eventually it'll fade away. But there's going to be a few things that'll last forever, and I think Star Wars is one of them. Yeah, very. I mean, unfortunately, everybody's going to have a character that they don't like. Um, everybody's gonna, like, some people might not like Qui-Gon Jinn. There's a lot of, like, there, like, a lot of people don't remember, like, don't even bring up Qui-Gon Jinn in a conversation because he was only in that one movie. But, I mean, to me, he was also one of my other favorite characters in that because he was very wise. Mm -hmm. He knew, but he also broke the rules, too. Like, he knew, he knew if it was right, he'd do it. Mm -hmm. Well, he was taking it to a different level. And, and if you watch the last movie... You hear Yoda tell Obi-Wan when he goes to Tatooine that he's got a, a project for him, a side project for him, and that is his old his old teacher has found a way to talk from the other side. So yeah. that's where the ghosts and all that, you know, when, when Obi-Wan's talking to Luke when he's in the TIE fighter and all that stuff, that's the stuff he was training for while he was on Tatooine, protecting Luke as a child. Yeah, very. Oh, Qui Gon still plays a very big part of it because if it wasn't for Qui Gon, you wouldn't see the spirits at the end of the of uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I feel like we were kind of robbed though because I wanted to see Liam Neeson as the the ghost version of Qui Gon Jinn on Episode Three. That would have well, been kind of cool. Liam Neeson didn't pull his cock out and use it as a lightsaber. Eh, yeah. Well, I mean, he tried, but before he did, you know, he got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, <after> right. <laughs> Liam Neeson's but, cock is so big. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I'd do that in there. Yeah, I don't know. Have you? Have you? Uh, have you? You listen to Hollywood Babylon, right? Yeah, I listen to it every Monday. Uh, have you? Uh, have you been kind of having little Hollywood withdrawals like me a little bit too? Kind of missing it. The the best of. Uh, a lot of that's because their schedule is booming. I mean, they got a lot of things they've been doing. It seems yeah. like. Yeah, and on top of that, I've heard some rumors about them between them and a John Lovitz comedy theater. I don't know. I got to talk to uh, DJ James about that next time. I can't get a chance to see what's going on with that in Babylon. Yeah, definitely. Hey, hey, I I enjoy that show. It, that to me is entertainment. It's yeah. good entertainment. It's comedy. It's fun. It's it's my type of entertainment. I, I'm. 
not the dick and fart joke type. I mean, I'm, I'm the profanity type. I like, you know, sexual innuendos and comments and joking and laughing and having fun. That's just who I, you know, I've always enjoyed that. Uh, those are my favorite types of comedians. You know, everyone from, um, you know, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, uh, Ralphie May, you know, Doug Stanhope. You know, they're all George, you know, Joe Rogan. I like them all. I mean, I like that type of comedy. So Yeah, and they all have something to say. Like, even... Even like Dave Chappelle or, or Chris Rock, they have something to say. Like Eddie Murphy. Eddie yeah. Murphy, you can't really hate Eddie Murphy because, I mean, he did like, what, two stand-up specials that hit theaters that were pretty awesome. Yeah. And he still had something to say about the end to that, too. And like, if I'm pretty sure if Eddie Murphy was still doing stand-up, I'd go see it. Oh, definitely. I would go see it. You know, that's yeah. like one of the things I got excited about when they were talking about him doing the Oscars or whatever, hosting the Oscars, but then he backed, then, you know, they back, he backed out or whatever. Um, yeah. that's a lot of people say he's an overpaid actor, you know, he gets so much money for nothing. He does a lot of crappy movies now too, though. Well, yeah, they're not mainstream. I mean, obviously, but I mean, he is kind of, like I said, nothing lasts forever. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. The last movie I saw Eddie Murphy in was... Some movie about him saying all these words or whatever, and every time he spoke, a leaf fell off. And by the time, like, if all the leaves fall off, he dies or something like that. I heard about that. I, I might have seen that, too. I think the most recent one that he's been in was that Tower Heist one with uh, Ben Stiller. Stiller. Yeah, that one was okay. I was okay. It was more okay. I, I, I can live with that because Ben Stiller is in it. Um, And, you know, you got Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy in it. And their chemistry was actually pretty good in it. But the one movie, that, what was the other Ben Stiller that movie that came out? It just came out. Um, I'm trying to think. And it's not with Seth Rogen, but um, uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in it. Yeah. The Watch. That's what it's called. Yeah. That and Vince Vaughn. Um, for some reason, I know a lot of people give Vince Vaughn some shit about his acting, but still, I, I mean, I like the way he acts. Well, he's a character. I mean, he's got personality. He's different than most. Yeah. That's usually, I don't know if you've noticed that too, but most of the good actors, they're different than everyone else. You know, they, they don't look the same. They don't act the same. They, they do things completely different. You know, and that's what makes them stand out, I believe. You know, you don't see actors out there. I mean, the actors that look like an everyday Joe are usually the, the second, you know, they're in the background. <laughs> it's always the ones that don't look like an everyday Joe if you really look at them. Yeah. So. Freaking Thor. I, I like I like every, anyone and everyone. There's not very many actors and actresses out there that I don't like. There's only, I can only think maybe one actor that I never ever really got into. And um, I can't think of his name, of course. So that's how into him you are. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see his face, but I just can't. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, who would you want to see? Like, what actors would you want to see? Enter the Star Wars universe. Um, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Really? Who do you think he would be good to play? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I mean, it depends upon where they're going with it, but I think he could be the criminal um, in the Thrawn trilogy. So. Yeah, I feel like he would also be a good bounty hunter of some sort too. Like if they did a, if they did like a young, like they did the whole Looper thing with him as Bruce Willis or whatever. Yeah. Um. If they could, if they could do like the Han Solo trilogy with him, that'd be kind of cool, interesting to see. Yeah. Well, and and going back to the crossover, I think Indiana Jones and Star Wars would be cool. <laughs> oh yeah, like after 
like yeah. the aliens thing or something like that, or like before I, that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of that Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, I think he would be good for that with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd play a good, good character for that. I liked him in Brick. I really love that movie. I'm I'm a big fan of Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, I'm also uh, <clears throat> I love all of his movies, and I also follow him like on Tumblr and all that other stuff. He does a lot of good shit in life. Yeah, yeah. He's got he did the uh, Nerdist podcast around the oh, time. Did. Yeah, around the time that Lincoln that that Lincoln movie was coming out. Yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah. Um, that that he he said he 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 would talk about his brother. He talked a lot about his brother and his brother's. Uh, Doing like Burning Man and stuff like that, and everybody like everybody. Like, you go to Burning Man and you mention Joseph Gordon Lovett's brother, they all know him and stuff, you know. But unfortunately, unfortunately, his brother passed away a while back. Um, but like, yeah, uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett will also be like a good role. Like I've been watching a little, uh, little Shop of Horrors, and there's been kind of, kind some kind of rumor going around that he would probably be interested in doing like a remake of that. Oh wow, that'd be cool. I could see a- him, like uh, I see more in that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I could see that too. Yeah. I don't. Think they would get to be. Um, uh, Audrey too. No, the uh, the dentist. Oh, the Steve Martin part. Yeah. Um, I always fucking forget his name. Yeah, Steve <laughs> Martin. Just get him. Steve Martin. Still looks pretty much the same as he did back then. Just get him to do it again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> He's like. It's it's funny he'd be like I did this role years ago I I I don't want to do it again and it's like but <laughs> my fans so I don't know so a lot of people also give Steve Martin a lot of shit about those uh, Pink Panther movies that he did yeah which I I have to say whether it's I I'm a fan of you know the Pink Panther movies all of them even the one that wasn't really a Pink Panther movie uh, sh- uh not Shot in the Dark but the Alan Arkin one where he's playing Inspector Cluzo. I like those movies because I like that character. There's another yeah. crossover right there. Inspector Cluzo versus, versus Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know how he'd fit into the story, though. He'd just be like, <laughs> he'd be trying so hard to figure out something or whatever, trying to stop, but he'd be like so oblivious to everything going on around him. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. It's really hard. Yeah, and see, one thing about those Pink Panther movies is like, they showed this in a deleted scene. Those Pink Panther movies, the original ones, would always be like things around Inspector Cluzo would be wacky. Yeah. But like in the newer ones, he was more wacky. And in a deleted scene in the first uh, Pink Panther movie they did with Steve Martin, he was. Uh, they kind of went back to that just for like one scene where he's going through this airplane. And there's like different sections of the airplane. And the airplane just keeps on going unnaturally long, basically. Yeah. It's like one of those really long hallways in a movie. Yeah, it's like goes from first class to second class to to third class to storage to the the section, the nosebleed section or something like that. I don't know. Um, something like that. But it that also kind of reminded me of that movie Airplane too, and that one scene when they're like well, shit's really gonna hit the fan now, and they just cut to the fan, and like a bag of shit just hitting it. <laughs> That's a fucking classic movie, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting back to Star Wars real quick before we uh, wrap up. Um, anybody else you would want to see, or any other crossovers you would want to see? Um, 
<clears throat> like, who do you think would be a good director for those movies? Besides J.J. Abrams, since he's up there now. Well, I mean, yeah, he would be a good director on those movies. I, but I, I really wouldn't... I can't think of a director really offhand that would, like, stand out. Yeah. I feel I like... I feel like if they really wanted to get somebody who to direct a movie, like you go online and look at all these fan films. Someone made a Lando Calrissian fan film, which I I I'll, I have to uh, show you at yeah, some point. Point. Yeah, um, if I can find it tonight, I'll I'll put it on your Facebook or something. Um, but it's it it's literally about Lando uh, owning the casino, and you see him, you kind of see hints of like Han Solo. You get a guy to play Han Solo, you kind of see. Hints of him trying, you know, getting the Millennium Falcon from Lando a bit. Um, but the focus is Lando Carrizzi, and he has to rescue the daughter of this casino owner that uh, that was his friend at some point or whatever, and Lando inherited the casino. So, I mean, it, it was it was pretty good. It was probably, I think, about 30 minutes, so it's a pretty short watch for a fan film. Yeah, I... Um... I I, I want to see that because if it's a, a fan film, that means they really put some time and effort into when they read the books and they got the storyline. Yeah, and, and that's and that's why I feel like they should do it. They're like they should get a fan to do it, get a, get a bunch of fans to get together, pull Veronica Mars, <laughs> and put like the ultimate like fan Star Wars film. Exactly. That'd but be then, cool. but then there'd be like a lot of fighting on set too. <laughs> I'm sure there would be. I mean, as big as that franchise is and what they're going to do with the movies, I could just imagine, you know, I mean, what J.J. Abrams is doing with the Star Trek films, I, I can only be excited for what's going to happen with Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, visually and storyline-wise. I mean, if they, if they can get um, Timothy Zahn, I don't even know if he's still alive, um, the original writer of the, of the Thrawn trilogy, if that's exactly what they're going to go for on these movies, um, to really work with them on the storyline, I think that'd be great. Yeah, what I think is going to be harder for them is what they're trying to do right now is they want to have a new a new episode every other year, but also solo movies for different characters in that universe every other year. So it'd be like one epi- episode seven, and then here's a movie about Boba Fett. Episode uh, eight, then here's a movie about Han Solo. Oh, well, that would be pretty interesting. I mean, the, the the Han Solo trilogy, you know, the books, that would be a great trilogy of any type of movie, even if the this whole universe of Star Wars wasn't around. Yeah. That that right there, I think, would, 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 would still make as big of a universe because that character is just a great character. I mean, he used to be part, you know, uh, of of the military. You know, that's why he wears the pants with the stripe on them and, and um, you know, and his disdain for it all. You know all the chem- all of the uh, the the uh, spice fields and the mines that he was in with with Chewbacca and and Lando. I mean, there's so much there. I mean, I'm hoping they do a good job with it, but I hope it doesn't turn into some fucking you know D- Disney cartoon, not cartoon, but a Disney's teen show. You know where they start doing a bunch of stupid shit like fucking Zach and Cody. And oh God. You want to punch those little twins too, don't you? <laughs> I, I can't. I, I couldn't hate the one thing. I can't hate those two kids about is being in Big Daddy because that was a good movie. That was a good movie, but they played the same character and they they split it up. You know, yeah. but they had legally to get that movie done, they had to do that. But. That's true. At what what age do you think they they can 
like stop doing like splitting up like all that stuff i'm not sure that's a good question i don't know i gotta i gotta add i'll I'll, I'll, i can (laughs) i can can ask somebody that uh within the movie biz or something (laughs) i don't know um i i I guess i think we're all i'm all star wars out buddy (laughs) Ah, hey it is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy. I'm sure we'll sit down again and talk about Star Wars another day. Yeah. It's always going to happen, especially with the new movies coming out. Oh, yeah. Well, guys. What, out of all six of the movies that are out there right now, which one's your favorite? I know everybody goes for Empire, but I do like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, when I was younger, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Yeah, and it's mostly because it's the wrap-up of the, of the movie, you know? Like... It's the third act, basically. Well, like, I, I like how they introduced Jabba, and then you got you've got more other aliens like the, like the um, uh, uh, fucking Christ, Adam, Jesus Christ. Um, Jabba, Ewok. you got yeah the Ewoks. Ewoks that, you know, but I like the the escape and all the other stuff that's going on. You know, everything is just more action to me. What's the general? What's the guy's name? The guy that says it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh. I just call him crab face are, guy. Lobster you, face. Yeah. <laughs> Lobster face. <laughs> oh, he's flying the Millennium Falcon with, with because, Lance. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's um like if that guy that guy he was like a general or something like that. Um but like the crab the crab guy or lobster guy or whatever, it's like one of those guys that like if you were trapped on a desert island with or whatever, you would have no choice but to eat him. Yeah. It's Ni Noon, I believe. Okay. Nine noon. Yeah, see, see, that's what I was having a problem with too. I can't say his name. Solston smuggler who grew up in the caves of his home world, Solust, with his sister Ari. <laughs> wow, they have that there. Wikipedia, <laughs> man, that'll give you everything. For, you know. for for a character who was there for like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah, he's got like the gills on his face. Yeah. Kind of looks, yeah, yeah, like penis head. Penis head. <laughs> Mushroom tip. It's like, don't rub me the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) He was contacted by Ben Skywalker during their search for the Sith Apprentice. Hmm. Anyway, okay. All right, I don't want to bore your listeners. (sighs) (laughs) Well, on that, if we have any listeners still listening to this by now. (laughs) No, um, no, I'm pretty sure some of them are like, what? Star Wars. Email in. What characters they think should be in the new Star Wars movies, and and who should be in the movie, and uh, you know what they hope they that they come from, you know. That's a good idea. I'm surprised I didn't think about it myself. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna steal your idea. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. It's your show. Oh, um, if you guys want to email me, uh, just head to the new Evil Ted uh, site, Evil Ted Production site, uh, Evil Ted Podcast dot um, which is still being kind of set up, guys. But I mean, you can email us and stuff and listen to the shows. Uh, you know, find find the links to the shows there. Um, you guys can go there. Um, it's Evil Ted Podcast uh, with an S at the end of it, which I might change it and just put take the S off of there. Um, dot webs dot com. Um, go there. You can email us on the contact. Click contact us contact form on us and uh just email and let us know what your favorite star wars character is and why oh that's perfect that's and, we'll, a good one. and we'll read it we'll read it right here on chasing greedo 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can do a, a second edition of this show where we talk about that shit because I, I, I can pull a few more people in that would really bring the Star Wars universe to a, a yeah. screen for some people. And that one, we <laughs> that one we might end up doing on Google Hangout because this one, this time I didn't want to do it because like it's really windy outside, and when it gets really windy outside, I have crappy internet, and it's it, it's like my my modem's been kind of like kind of low a bit. Too. It's literally taking me about. Two hours just to, to download an episode of Community. Oh, wow. So, and that's like 134 megabytes. That's not that bad, though. Yeah, usually it's usually it's a lot faster. But uh, I just didn't want to take the chance tonight and just, like, freeze up every time I'm on Google Hangout. Did it with Adam. I did it with uh, half of the other shows that I've done on her. Oh, yeah. We've also, you know, every time we tried to get you on to it, this shit happened. Yeah, and yeah. On top of that, like I, there was a couple times where you guys were going on. I was like, I I am available right now if you guys yeah. want me on. But then I, I still like one of those shows where you guys have a guest, and I want to be like, I don't want to mess up their guest thing. And our circle jerk is always open for everybody. Um, and then on top of that, I was like, I don't know how to get on this thing except through YouTube now because I don't know how to just like I don't think I don't know how to just chime in unless without getting the actual link to it. Or whatever. So, so I can just send you an invite next time. Yeah. And what else? Next time we have our show, I will just send you the invite. And if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. No big deal. Sweet. I'll <laughs> just pop in at the end of it and be like, guys, I'm taking over the show. Get out. No. Well, we had that happen last week. We had a, a former guest on the show, Viper Boy, uh, he, from the Jolly Good Guys. They're doing a movie now. And they got, uh, they're writing a movie and getting ready to do that movie. So they had a, uh, one of those, uh, what do you call it, where you put the shit on the fucking online and people give you money. Oh, like Indiegogo and Kickstarter yeah. and yeah. GoFund. Yeah, they had a Kickstarter fund going and stuff like that for this movie they're going to be doing, which is an independent film that they're working on, which is basically about a guy and his, his drunken alter ego. And how his drunken alter ego has a, 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 a goal in life to try to do something good for his non-drunk um, personality, which is to get them to have him fall in love or find somebody to fall in love with him or something like that. It's a pretty cool storyline. Kind of sounds like a romantic version of Drop Dead Fred to me. Yeah, <laughs> Drop Dead Fred. Fuck it. Another amazing movie, which we should talk about on another show. <laughs> so we'll talk about that on Evil Ted at some point. <laughs> I don't know. To our side, the dark side. Right. The dark uh, side. The dark side. <laughs> um, no. Um, I guess you've already kind of plugged your show a little bit, but you want to plug it some more before we go? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you guys enjoyed a little bit of what we're talking about here, you can come over to the dark side and uh, listen to the Dicks Insider Show. Uh, that's at dicksinsidershow.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at dicksinsidershow or podgodsnetwork.com. We're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes. Uh, basically, what we do is we get together every week and we have a what we call it a circle jerk of a conversation and uh, we just sit down and talk. We have uh, a lot of guests on our show um, as well. Uh, people like uh, Alex Baller. He's an actor-director out of uh, the California. Uh, California. Ali Spagnola. She's the uh, creator of the Power Hour album. Uh, she's been touring. She's gonna be touring around the country doing her Power Hour show. Uh, we had Bo Nelson. He was an actor in The Artist, which is uh, Oscar-winning movie. Uh, local bands such as Spicy Thai Band. Um, uh, KGB Conspiracy. Jolly Good Guys. We had Joe Belknap. He was the lead director of a. Uh, or lead actor in an independent film called Dead Weight, which was out of Wisconsin. Um, we also had uh, comedian Danny LaBelle, uh, Lana Turner, 
little porn actress midget Stella Marie, you know, stuff like that. Just a lot of good stuff. Just people come around and talk. We talk about their stuff and have a good time. So it's a lot of fun. Is she yeah. just the right height? <laughs> yeah, she is. She's only like three feet eight inches, something like that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. feet eight inches. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. There's, I mean, everybody we talk to, it, it basically we just talk about who they are, what they do, and how how they get into what they do. So, um, we're not racist. We're not discriminative. We do whatever we want, and we have a lot of fun, and we're very vulgar. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> on you know this show. We're very racist and very well not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird coming from you and you know what's funny is when i first started listening to your podcast i didn't realize you were black until you you said you were black so yeah not many people do um <laughs> not many people do not many people think i'm also a 25 year old so yeah yeah you're young too <laughs> yeah um fuck i feel like we should do an evil ted podcast now after this i don't know how much time you have <laughs> oh i i gotta yeah i don't have much time i gotta get up at fucking five in the morning yeah and well, we'll have to schedule one for you, uh, for you, because I'm also looking for on that show. I'm looking to in June. I'm looking to do superhero uh, movie review month, where I get a guest on, and guest has to pick a movie, and we both review it. Oh, that sounds good. I'll do that definitely. Sweet. So you guys heard it here first. Just yeah, uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll talk about um, uh, that one you were just watching before we get on. Uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I love that movie. Oh yeah, I have the poster on my wall. Like you, you've seen it. You guys have seen it before on my on back of my wall. I think. Yep. Um, this that and the nostalgia critic versus the angry video game nerd is the only posters that I have on my oh, wall I love right the now. Base fight, the guitar fight that they do. Oh yeah, with uh, Brandon Routh as the uh, yeah. vegan. Yeah, the vegan. <laughs> the music in that fucking movie is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I've lately I've been kind of taken into tweeting about a movie and like with the pictures on it. Like I did it for Up last week, mm-hmm. and like I literally got like I, I got mad at some point. It's a good movie, but I got mad at some point. I was like, okay, Disney Pixar, why are you showing that this woman cannot have a child? Why are you putting the the fact that a woman cannot have a child in a Disney family movie? And then the fact that she's uh, that she dies, first eleven minutes of the movie, by the way, she dies, and mm-hmm. I said I tweeted that the only thing that they're missing right now is the body. Basically, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't go that far. <laughs> Show the dead body. Yes, <laughs> like at the funeral. Or the multiple aborted fetuses she couldn't have. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Disney's up, guys. Disney's yeah. up. <laughs> I just brought it down. <laughs> Disney's down. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, that that that'd be kind of cool to do. I'll put it on my list. I know so far I've got two of the guys off of this show. I got Chris to do it. Um, okay. He wants to do Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, definitely. And then Brett wants to do Daredevil. So I, I okay. We'll talk more about this after you stop your show because I don't want to keep it dragging. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's a little preview, guys. Um, so for uh, Chase, thank you for coming on. Oh, not a problem. And thank you for uh, posting about Star Wars, man. I'm fucking, I'm all over that shit. Yeah, I was like, I need to do a podcast quick and cut it tonight. <laughs> Post it up for tomorrow. <laughs> um, so guys, for uh, Chase and Greedo, this has been Corey. Uh, keep on, uh, keep on chasing guys and we'll hopefully have a new podcast for you real soon.
with all of us, all four of us. It's foursome of some sort. All yeah, right. we'll the, the Dixon Cider crew in here. Yeah. Oh, God. Then it'd just be one big orgy. It'd, no, it'd be one big, yeah. Circle jerk. Circle <laughs> jerk. Circle jerk. And, and with two clams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Keep on. Uh, may the fourth be with you guys. And now, here are a few things a few fans have to say about Star Wars. Yo, what up, B-boys and B-girls? It's your man, Jam Master James, uh, right here celebrating this glorious May the 4th be with you holiday. Uh, I just wanted to share a couple of my uh, memories, Star Wars memories, being that I was uh, one of the original generation to see the first movie, uh, Episode Four: A New Hope, um, you know, I think I got, a, I think I got, a, I'm a pretty good uh, minor expert on the uh, phenomenon that uh, became known as the Star Wars uh, world empire, if you would. Anyway, a um, couple of memories that I have. First off. Uh, I was seven years old at the time, and I remember uh, the first time seeing it, we waited in line, we being myself and my family, um, waited in line for like four hours. It felt like 12 parsecs, but uh, for four hours, we were standing out there, two, basically, I think, two showings. Uh, to see this movie, I remember the excitement I felt as this uh, opening crawl sequence began you know uh as the star destroyer or as the uh, blockade runner uh goes past and the star destroyer uh you know is close on their nipping on their heels basically it was an amazing movie an amazing time uh i remember my going with my as i said my family but my grandfather my grandpa luke he took us all it was uh myself and my cousins and he was, uh, you know, into the old school uh, cereals. You know, the cereal, uh, not cereal that you eat a bowl of, but the old school movie picture cereals. Um, and so he loved Star Wars because Star Wars was really kind of a throwback for him. And uh, even more so, he loved seeing the uh, wonderment in all of our eyes, uh, you know, myself and my cousins. As children watching this amazing story uh, unfold on the screen, um, I remember, in fact, going with my grandpa, just me and him. At one point, there was a theater right around the corner from his uh, house, and we went to see Star Wars. Okay, Darth, don't destroy me. He went to see, uh, or we went to see Star Wars. and I believe we stood in the theater. We stayed there and watched it in a row, three times in a row. So that's how much uh, he loved it. That's how much I loved it. Uh, I remember all the toys and all the, the amazing products that came out. I, and I also remember some of the uh, less than stellar things that came out, like the Star Wars Christmas special that featured a uh, segment of Wookiees just... Um, basically looking around uh, there was no English I think uh, spoken in <laughs> this segment it was ridiculous uh, if you ever get a chance to see that look, search for it uh, or ask on Twitter you can ask at 
Rev T23. Tyson Sainer. I'm sure he can send you a copy of the damn Star Wars Christmas special. Uh, but my favorite memory of all uh, with regard to Star Wars was... Uh, all right, shut up, Chewie. Uh, my favorite Star Wars memory of all... I'm about to tell him, R2. Hang on, man. Jesus. Hey, look, you can throw a tantrum if you want. I don't care. Throw a tantrum. Yep, get it out of your system. All right. Uh, what's that? You got a message for me. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. All right. I'm not Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, R2. Turn that off. Thank you. Um, my favorite memory of Star Wars was this little gem right here. Uh, you know, disco was big in the 70s as well. And to marry disco and Star Wars was quite... Uh, Quite a tour de force, I guess they were together. And I remember this coming on the radio, and I remember running around the house like a damn fool, uh, acting out these imaginary sequences of me, you know, having a shootout with stormtroopers and such and so forth. Uh, and just so you know, everyone back then wanted to be Luke Skywalker, not me, brother. I wanted to be Han Solo, and I still do. And I have yet to. Uh, Don the uh, black vest and white shirt and boots on Halloween. I think I may do that this year. This may be the year. But in any case, uh, Star Wars, a phenomenon, a, a you know, an institution in our pop culture here in America and all over the world, really. Um, what can I say about it, you know, other than may the fourth be with you. And no, I don't have a list. I'm actually saying, may the fourth be with you, and may the force be with you. I, that's your man, Jam Master James, weighing in on Star Wars. Uh, don't forget to listen to the breaks on Smodcast.com as well as thebreaks.net. Hard uh, two. I'm trying to finish this up here. Um, in any case, thanks, Corey, for giving me a little time on the Chasing Greedo podcast. It's your man, Jam Master James. I'm out. Peace. This is Brett Murray for the Chasing Greedo podcast, wishing all our listeners a happy May the 4th. As you may have guessed, I'm here to go on a little rant about Star Wars, how it's affected my life from my childhood and teenage years, and how it influences me today. Uh, I remember seeing Star Wars when I was about four years old. Uh, I was having a sleepover at my friend's house, and that was the chosen VHS that her parents had rented from the store. Like a lot of kids, the movie kind of blew my mind, and like a lot of kids, I didn't sleep at all that night in fear of Darth Vader coming up the stairs and locking me in some Imperial prison. Uh, since then, I was pretty much hooked. I used to run around outside playing Star Wars with friends. We played it so frequently, we had to invent our own characters and storylines. Like, the movies just weren't enough. Um, all my friends had all the action figures, the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, Hoth Base, and a, a massive AT-AT. Some kids had all the micro-machines and some of the games and stuff, but uh, me and my brother Dale never really got 
any <laughs> of those toys. On one hand, it, it actually made perfect sense for us just to go over to a friend's house, play with their toys, rather than starting our own collection. Um, we had a Star Wars electronic battleship game, which was too far, too hard for my brother to play, um, but just difficult enough for my dad to kick my ass at. Um, it's still kicking around in the attic somewhere. And uh, we had these Star Wars walkie-talkies that had catchphrases on them to transmit. Uh, but <laughs> because we, we lived in our proximity to, to a highway, whilst we were planning to blow up Imperial bases, we'd also get interference from truckers. So we'd get feedback that didn't sound entirely unlike um, the droid that they find on Hoth. Um, but uh, yeah, as kids, we, we never really had lightsabers or blasters. Other kids did, but we never had any of them, at least none in the copyrighted or marketed sense. Uh, we had hockey sticks and bats and sort of bows and arrows. And um, thankfully, due to the simple imagination of a six-year-old, we actually felt like we were in the movies. It was uh, a lot of good childhood memories. Um, <laughs> then around 1999, a little movie called The Phantom Menace came out. The little series of toys called Lego Star Wars and my life pretty much hasn't been the same since. Uh, episode 1 I, I loved as a kid. It had everything that kids loved. Some action, some romance, some comedy, but most of all, it was fucking cool. Robots, lightsabers, explosions, fight scenes, saving the world and shit. I laughed it up as much as any other kid. In hindsight, episode 1 was a great way to ensure the next generation of children actually had access to the galaxy far, far away stories that their parents grew up with. By episode two, I had grown up a little bit and was a little more skeptical. Um, in hindsight, uh, it was episode two, like episode one, was a decent movie, but it wasn't quite the Star Wars that I had already loved. This is kind of where the books started to come in. I was on vacation with my family and had run out of stuff to do, basically. Beat my Game Boy games, didn't have money for new ones, known I had spent all my vacation money on toys already. Books, however, were different. As many people might be able to relate, books are educational, which meant that parents would pay for them. So <laughs> we were in a bookstore somewhere, um, and I picked up one of the X-Wing books. Um, I started reading through the X-Wing series. I think I finished the series of 12 books by the time I was 12. Um, and that was where my fandom started to get a little more serious. Um, I really got into the documentaries, the old cartoon series kind of, and of course started expanding into some of the games. But nothing quite held my attention like those books that I read. I ended up buying the accompanying visual guides for ships, weapons, and characters. I had a Star Wars encyclopedia at one point, which I remember staying up late and just reading through. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time, it just kind of blew my mind that there was this whole virtual universe that existed across so many types of media. What started with the movies had suddenly become so many other things, and also the movies held up. Like even today, like especially the old movies, they they look good. Um, uh, that's kind of what I've taken through to today. I sort of read a whole other range of the other books, the Thrawn trilogy, the Yuuzhan Vong saga, the whole Jaden Solo light side, dark side stuff. Um, in terms of the game design stuff I do now, I built a couple tabletop RPG systems for LEGO Star Wars Towns. Again, sort of a more grown-up way of taking Star Wars and playing it myself. Um, with other people, of course. I'm not by myself. That's sad. Um, a lot of the settings that I imagined from the previous novels that I read that became set pieces in worlds that I'd create on my own. Um, the space station I didn't have imagined in one novel would become the basis of a station and something that I'd make independent of Star Wars. And I think Star Wars' influence on me today all comes back to this focus of good storytelling on the massive scope of science fiction. 
looking back, Star Wars has been a great thing to grow up with across generations. Um, I feel like I'm more distanced from the series now. I've not read any of the recent books, comic books, or seen much of the Clone Wars series. In hindsight, the Star Wars universe seems a little childish to me now, but only because I myself have grown up to have bigger questions than can just be answered by Star Wars. A lot of the design ideas that I have or questions that I try and answer by writing or creating were spawned by Star Wars, stuff about aliens and light and the dark side and about order and rebellion. At the very least, Star Wars is a gateway drug to the addiction of other science fiction series. It's a great series that has probably helped set me on my path today as a writer, designer, creator, or whatever the hell you call what I do. May the fourth be with you. What do I love about Star Wars? What I love about Star Wars is that it's fun. Now when I talk Star Wars, I talk the original trilogy, Star Wars, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Those three movies, when I was growing up, were fantastic. They were always on television. Uh, we didn't have VHSs in every home. In fact, we don't even have VHSs now. But they were always on television. They were always fun to watch. They were, it was a great story. Uh, the special effects at the time were like fantastic. I did not like going back and having George Lucas change it, but that's his prerogative. What I loved the most was just sitting there on a Saturday afternoon when it was drizzling outside or just dismal, plain, uh, crappy. And sitting there and with my family, mostly my dad, and we'd just sit there and we would watch Star Wars. And it was fun. It was great family entertainment. It was uh, fighting. It was fantasy. It was action, adventure, there was even romance involved. And then the third one had Ewoks. I mean, as much as people bag on the Ewoks, the Ewoks were cute, and I loved watching them when I was a kid, and I even, like, you know, Little Wicket was just awesome. Um, I also loved some of the animated shows when I was a child. Uh, Droids comes to mind when the, basically stories about R2-D2 and C-3PO, there was even an Ewoks cartoon. I just loved the whole idea of the space fantasy thing, uh, the, using the force, I mean, we, we played at, uh, at school, we didn't have the technology of today, so you, you kind of role played, you played characters from your favorite movies, you said the lines, and Star Wars was a big one. So I just loved everything that made me happy as a child about Star Wars. And so when I think of Star Wars, I think of my childhood, I think of how much I enjoyed it and how much it has um, been a big part of my life. I mean, uh, I've, I've watched them over and over again. They never get old to me, and with all the changes that keep getting made, they're always new. But uh, I love the fact that they're being finished. The final three movies will be finished. Um, the prequels were kind of a letdown for fans of maybe my generation. The younger generation loved them. Uh, I know my stepdaughter absolutely loves the whole concept of the prequels. She loves the Clone Wars. They're just not my Star Wars. And with um, the new ones coming out, I'm excited again. I want to dig out my old VHS copies, except I don't have a VHS player. But I do have, you know, some of the DVD copies, which are altered, but 
they are still there to, for me to enjoy, and I think Star Wars is going to continue long into the future. Uh, this is something that transcends generations, and many fans are going to come and go, but Star Wars will always be there. Hello, this is Thomas, one half of the Evil Teddy Bear podcast, and I have been, for the record, asked to answer why I like Star Wars and how it's affected me as a fan and a filmmaker. And while I can't even tell you the first time I saw Star Wars, it's not like I really even remember. I grew up in a house with uh, parents that were hippies to say the least so they were pretty uh, permissive about what we could and couldn't watch and there wasn't anything we couldn't watch so my dad playing lots of uh, Intellivision games and Legends of Zelda and stuff we, we were pretty exposed to fantasy you know stuff and uh, Star Wars was there we had it on VHS the original unaltered trilogy and we would watch it. We probably watched it dozens of times. And why? I mean, I liked it for the same reason anyone else liked it. Growing up as kids, I mean, the characters are so easy to understand. There's good guy, bad guy. Uh, you know, Obi Wan. <clears throat> he's like a mentor. It was all very easy to digest as a child. And the dynamic between the Empire and the Rebels that was very similar to any child's perspective on the world how it's affected me though I guess from a filmmaker standpoint or just making content for the internet anything that you do you want to play on people's their collective understanding of things and everyone for the most part I've known a few people that didn't had never seen Star Wars but for the most part everybody's seen it so it's really easy to make fun of Star Wars or talk about Star Wars, use quotes from Star Wars, and people will know exactly what you're talking about or what you're getting at because it's such a universal thing. You can only do that with so many things. Like uh, you can do it with The Simpsons with a, a good number of people. You know, they understand the tropes from The Simpsons and... Gosh, what else is there? I mean, maybe Lord of the Rings. But Star Wars is really the one that, like, everybody understands it. Everybody's seen it. I mean, you can meet people from vastly different places from where we are, and there's a good chance that they'll have seen Star Wars. As a fan of Star Wars, how has it affected me as a fan? I don't really know. I mean, it's science fiction and fantasy is kind of the perfect combination of the two so if you're like me and you play Skyrim and you play Mass Effect you know it's like there's there's Star Wars in both of those things you know and um yeah I imagine that if I ever have kids that they'll probably be forced to watch Star Wars and hopefully they'll enjoy it as much as I did I don't know if I would show them the second trilogy. Maybe if they wanted to see it. And, God, they would probably like it. 
But I guess you have to take the good with the bad. And uh, I know that they'll always be making Star Wars stuff, because even when I saw it as a kid, they weren't really, they hadn't remade the original trilogy with special effects, but you could go to any toy store and buy a whole line of Star Wars toys, and there's always the, you know, shows that come on Cartoon Network, and there's different video games that come out every, every year that are Star Wars, so... It's always around, it's always available, and it's never going away. That's that's become pretty evident. It makes you wonder if its popularity comes from the thing that they made 36 years ago, or if it only remains popular because they keep pretending like it is and making stuff for it. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. This has been Thomas for the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast. Live long and pros... Oh, shit. Other fans, like Adam Barker, say, Star Wars influenced me to become a filmmaker because I noticed men with beards made decent films. Lucas, Spielberg, Scorsese's The Works. ST Boost on Twitter says, Controversial, but Boba Fett was rubbish. Total achievements equals getting his ship thrown in a garbage and following Han Solo. Then, with his entire arsenal of weapons and gadgets, he gets pushed into a giant vagina by a blind man with a stick. Thank you all for uh, listening to this week's Chasing Greedo. Um, keep on chasing, and hopefully we'll come back and do this Star Wars thing again next year. Until then, keep on chasing.